Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Sorry. um, you I'm... you are in the hospital. Yes. Beep. Um. Beep. Beep. Uh. Beep. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you thinking? The machine's making the noise. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally correct. No, I shouldn't take credit when I don't deserve it. Um. Is that the and. Pumpkin? No. The one time you didn't beat. We're looking to get a three under. The fuck is this? This is 37. Uh, I'm not going to tell God. you. I'm not going to tell you, even when I get it. Well, you told me every day the DC increases by one. Every week. Every week the DC increases by one. So I got like a few hundred weeks. Oh, it's, yeah. me- it's fucking metal. Mm-hmm. It's not that cool. No, but they catch me off guard a lot. Hold it. Uh-uh. It's very... Okay. I mean, your loss. Lift it. Mm-mm. Take it away from me. He doesn't want it. Please do not hit the soft part of his skull. It's not soft. No, Are you I sure? Him, like, yeah, yeah, it's actually raised, because um, I'm supposed to have one of those helmets, so my skull... Cody, what the fuck did you do? My head is raised, because no, no, I'm no. supposed to wear one of those caps that keep yeah. your skull nice and round. Yeah. But my, my thing's fused before they can get it to me, so now I have a ridge on my head. Yeah, I've never done that That's to him. Nice. The only person I messed with their head is technically Dominic. Because I ended up... Um, I think I body slammed him off of the off of the bed and onto the wall. Oh, mm. right. And he ended up having a scar in his head now because of it. Did I tell you, Pain, uh, Pain and Wendy, <coughs> you Wayne did. and Penny are getting married. This world. Yeah, I remember pain. that. I actually have a I have a recording of that. Yeah. Because it, it had a very fun exchange of Oh, did you hear that they're getting fucking shackled? And Cody got really confused because he thought <laughs> he got arrested. I thought Penny was going to jail. Why are you so happy? I can see your uncle going to jail more than I can see a pen going to jail. Why? She's crazy. My uncle has psoriasis on his back. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Just the guy. All right. So, uh, Scott's going to visit you first. Uh, after Alicia. <laughs> like I said, well, the director of the program is here. he drove me back. Don't you remember? And I opened a present in the car with Scott Callahan. Oh, that means he had to... He had to leave and come back. Sucks to be here to stop him, though. Yeah, fair. Okay. Then it's, um... That's very funny. Um, and also fucks up everything that happened in the solo session. Um... Then we'll have Scott come back after everyone else. Maybe so, we, you don't get to have the first conversation be Scott. Although I really wanted it to be Scott. I'm sorry I ruined it. I guess he could always come back again come to come take you home. Come, yeah? Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I forgot Alicia didn't give you the gift. Scott did, in fact, give you the gift. All right. So, we'll still have that be canon. The person who takes you home is Scott Callahan. Um, And he also visits you when you're in the hospital twice. Great. I love this guy. (laughs) He comes in. um, He's uh, he's a... uh, Big ass. He's a... (laughs) He's a fun dude to be around. He's got a charming smile. He's got a hearty laugh. Uh, and he's got these big. He's got this big, wide open. You know, you can you can tell me anything. I'm a huggable kind of guy. Kind of stance. Fake as fuck. This he's fake Santa. as fuck. This is Santa Claus. This isn't, but this ain't it's it, not chief. Santa Claus. He ain't it, Chief. No, he's not that guy. Um, but he comes in, and he is. Uh, he just comes in, just hey. My dude, Hi. man of the hour. Okay. Uh, he come he comes over and he just kind of like claps a hand on his shoulder a little too hard. He's like, "How's 
chest feeling, bud? Uh, better. Good? I guess. Heard they were calling it pericardia? Pericarditis? I, I guess you got liquid around your heart. I didn't listen too hard. Yeah. I'm not very concerned about it. I just want to get hey, out of here. Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry about it. I don't know the details of it specifically, but we got some good doctors on the on the side. Yeah, I was um, told. Huh? I was told. Yeah, yeah. So don't 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 worry about it. Don't worry. He he says it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, says anything I can get you? Anything uh, you can? I could let your let your parents know you're doing all right. I mean, it it's still technically Halloween, so. Nah, I'll call them in the morning. I'm huh? fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm good. I heard a, I heard a little bit uh, about you. Uh, just uh, wanted to tell you that uh, we appreciate you here at the here at the Department of Energy. You do a lot of good stuff. I've heard. Uh, I didn't get the chance to see anything, so. You're fired. Um, but uh, want you to know that if you need anything, you come straight to me. Okay, buddy. Okay. All right. Anything you need at all, even if you just want to go grab a beer. You like beer? Eh. Seem like a beer kind of guy. An IPA? A nice light pale? Maybe a Bud Light? Darker. <laughs> I've been down here for uh, three seconds. Of course, a regular Budweiser. <laughs> he says, uh, I think you and me are going to be good friends. It's good to see you. I hope so. I hope so. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, and then just heads out. Christ. <laughs> um, and, uh, you see, uh, you see Johannes come back in, uh, and he, uh, he does, he does make that small comment about seeing people, um, Johannes. and then, <laughs> he comes in, he just goes, uh, I wanted to inquire about how you were feeling. I, I hurt a little, not as much as I was, though, before I got magicked. Apparently the, it didn't work quite right, though. I, I heard, um... If I may say, um, I am a little shaken by how medicine is performed. Um, anything that happened to us back there, I would have assumed would have shortened everyone's lifespan by 20, 30 years. Um, I have a positive outlook, if only because I am unused to this amount of care. When it comes to the body. It's definitely quality. Yet still, it pains me to see, uh, see you injured. I am happy to, happy to see that you are at least better than you were before. No, hey, you're walking around. Eh. He says, um, I, uh, I do what I can. I try to stay strong in order to make others feel as though everything is alright. Um, I hurt just like everyone else, but, but, uh, I yes, I am. I am happy to see that you are you are okay. Yeah, I'll be out of here in no time. Hopefully, like three more days, two more days. Fantastic. One um, week later. <laughs> he just kind of stands, kind of awkwardly. Um, he says, uh, "I'll be honest. I don't quite know how people fill silences in these cases, but um, I've been offered a a job." I suppose. I don't take pay. Um, I just simply want somewhere to sleep. Uh, and I believe I may stick with it for my own personal goals. I know I didn't explain it very much, and I don't feel like this is a good time to do so, but 
Um, no, like, I'm should you ever? <laughs> yeah. She says, should you ever tire of my presence, just let me know. I've been told by previous knights and those that I have fought before that I can be uh, a bit, a bit of a, a bit too much to handle. So if I ever start to get a little, a little loud and rowdy, just g- give me that, give me that. I have been, I have been known to toss. I'm rowdy. <laughs> I am quite rowdy for one of a, one of a, the the knights under my queen. I was told I had the most. Yeah, I thought you'd be going back to her in her service. He looks really, uh, he looks really upset for a second. Oh, he says, shit. um. I am I am in no state to return the way that I am now. And I will not return until I have brought back the results that will hopefully save myself and the kingdom I love. So until I find answers, I have essentially exiled myself back into the human world. Well, if you save them, you probably be saving us as well because uh, I assume the answers you're looking for has to deal with why. What was his name? O'Brien. Lo- Drew Loretta. O'Brien. Lo- Lord Oberon. Why he's so pissed and wants to take it out on? Uh... He's just a little guy. I've noticed that the the Fae sometimes feel a little similar to lords I used to know in that they can be rather petty and grievous um when if i had known what would happen when i asked for the help that i did i never would have stumbled into any of this but it is the reason why i am on the quest that i am and it is my fault and it is my responsibility to take matters into my own hands for the sake of the comfort of Everyone I care about. I say at least lords in your town can only, like, I don't know, destroy villages and towns, whereas... Yes, several of my brothers were killed. Whereas the fairies, um, can exterminate us. Yes, yeah. That would affect, that that would effectively, um, do many chance of any one of us having a a good and happy life. Um, he says, uh... Let's find those answers. (laughs) But uh, he says, um, for the meantime, I'm probably going to be staying with uh, whoever within your lordship will have me. Um, so uh, I hope we cross paths again. Maybe uh, if you ever have a chance one of these days, I can show you um, what I can do with a very sharpened blade rather than just the, uh, well, the, it's a children's toy, really. And he's talking about, like, the six fucking, like, okay, it's not six feet, but it almost hits the ground. Well, You're pretty sure it's, 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 yeah. It doesn't look like a historically accurate sword. It looks like something he may have stolen from outside, wherever in the Feylands he was, and it's just his now. If he didn't steal it because he doesn't like stealing, it was probably a gift because he probably just had some paltry, like, unalloyed sword. Gift from the Fae? Hell no. That always comes with ties. Unfortunately, his soul is bound to the Feylands forever unless he can figure out a way to free himself and everyone. Well, good <laughs> luck with that. Um, he parts. Um, and you're gonna have, like, uh... 
oh, if that's the third day, no, 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 I'll say, like, that all happens within, like, one day. So, you you know, you try to get the treatment you need and the rest that you need, and fucking Scott and Johannes and Alicia, they all have questions. Alicia's also started to fall into this, like, um, habit now where um, it might be just because she's young and, like, the, the youth sometimes just be like that but she started covering up and just being like hey best friend the youth uh, just be like that. but she started referring to you not as your last name but it's just best friend that's a little weird <laughs> you guys are best you guys are besties now okay so as but a, probably probably if not best friend then at least bestie as an emotional stable <laughs> adult I'm going to inform her she's coming out a bit strong is a bit weird we fought together. Yeah, we are friends. You bled together. We're not best friends. <laughs> I get no bitches. <laughs> I can't say we are. Why not? I've known you for two days. Three days. And you were my supervisor for some of that, so... Actually, yeah, so I've known her for like a week and a half. Oh, well, Okay. Technically, I am contracted. I don't know if that helps at all. It's just the situation. You know, I didn't think we'd be friends. She's, she's, uh, she looks kind of awkward. She's like, no, you're you're probably right. Sorry. It's okay. I guess I just got excited. It's okay. Okay. Well, um. Well, now I feel bad, but. (laughs) (laughs) Says, no, no, it's, it's okay. I, I, I do that too, you know, when you're. When you're taught how to socialize by someone who's already kind of awkward, and she says, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't put this on anyone else. I'm just a rather awkward person. And I get excited when people know about the things I'm not supposed to tell the public because then I can finally feel like I can be honest with them and not just, like, talk about coffee and try to ignore the fact that I know there are things out there that could destroy the universe if they fucking felt like it. Yeah, um, but I, that's not on you. That's completely well, not on you. There are other people I, I can talk <laughs> Now I have to deal with you, that you, crushing realization. It, it's difficult, and I'll be honest, it only gets worse. She um, she says, um, but uh, I'm going to head back down. I have some insurance papers to sign. I'm going to check and see if... Uh, I'm going to check and see if everyone is all right, because um, I don't play favorites. And uh, I, I'm going to leave, and okay. I, I'll, I'll see you later. I hope you feel... Bye! <laughs> she just leaves. She definitely didn't go to public school. <laughs> Alright. You get some time to rest. You get to t- some time to think for yourself. Finally! You are s- struck with the realization that you are stuck in a hospital. Uh, states away from where you are. Your parents don't know that you're here. I'm actually not too far because it's California, right? It's California. So California. Yeah. I mean, the states are big. Yeah. Like... You, you, your parents know that you went to Reno. They don't know you're in the hospital because, you know, you're a grown man. Um, you have, I'll say, I'll go ahead and say it, a full day where you have to stay in the hospital and not do anything. And I only have a flip phone. And I you have all no have phone a flip game. phone. No phone game. What What would you like to do? I play Snake on my phone. For how long? I'm a, what, middle-aged man? Yeah. What mm-hmm. am I? Because I'm like, this is eight years, so I'm 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can play Snake for hours. All right. Um, if, if that's all you want to do, that's well, I totally try with okay. anyone who comes in, like the nurses, who's like, "Hey, are you? You're not no. dead, right?" Yeah. Stares them down. Okay. Then I'll say that there is one person that comes in. Um, she's got uh, straw-colored blonde hair. Um, she's got a sort of weird, uh, 
off kind of look to her. You're starting to recognize when people might be people that you probably know or are going to see in the future, because they always look a little weird. Oh, fucking this stuff. one, this one definitely, but uh, more clean. Um, she's got a long white uh, lab coat um, and a little clipboard with just a sheaf of papers on it that she's been uh, just fiddling around with, and she's got low, um, kind of low eyelids. Um, she wanders around a little wispily, and she comes in and she says. Uh, this is patient Maher? Yes. All right, fantastic. How have you been feeling? A uh, little in pain, but for the most part, just good. Okay. Um, I'm here to run uh, a couple of very, uh, very simple examinations just to kind of get an idea of what I need, because the doctors have some theories, but uh, I'm, I'm rather, rather in this specific type of area. She says, uh, and she just, she makes sure the door is closed. The door wasn't closed because she just walked right in. And she just, oh. And she just gently closes it and it locks and it clicks. Are you a doctor? She says, yes. Um, and do she, you work here? She picks up, she picks up a, well, before she picks up the stethoscope, she's going to obviously do the thing where she washes her hands, gloves up, um, gets everything ready. And then she picks up the stethoscope and she says, what was that? I said, do you, uh, never mind. <laughs> she says, not to worry. I have uh, quite a bit of, uh, I have quite a bit of knowledge. Uh, and she says, uh, I need to listen to your heart and lungs, if that is all right. They are, missing. they are currently where they are supposed to be? Y yes. Okay, all right. She checks I thought some, I she, hope she, so. She checks, something, <laughs> she checks something off on the clipboard. She says, fantastic. This is, already, this is already going better than I expected. She says, uh, have you ever been healed with magic before? I'm not magic particularly, but um, I don't often get to I'm run into these situations. I'm sorry. All I can imagine is her putting the stethoscope through his lungs, hearing him breathe, and it sounds almost like an interesting response. <laughs> <laughs> Canon something she would do. Again, um, yeah, actually, that's why I'm here with the chest scarring. The magic that helped uh, stop my bleeding. Fantastic. Um, have you been having any sort of uh, chest pain when, like, on a specific trigger, such as laying down or taking a deep breath deep or breaths. hearing someone lie? Deep breaths only. Deep breaths only? Okay. <laughs> well, I can tell you uh, for right now for that, she starts getting the stethoscope ready. She says, okay, all right, one moment, breathe. Okay, probably what you're going to want to do when you take those bigger, deeper breaths, um, and she says you can breathe out. Uh, she <laughs> said so probably what you're going to do, want to do when you take those uh, deeper breaths, and she like isn't making eye contact with you. She's just kind of like rattling stuff off. She says make sure you just sit up or try to stand up or stretch yourself out. It's probably going to get worse oh, if you no. lay down. She says um, I have my own specific over. treatment plan going. She says breathe again. Sue says, uh, all right, you can breathe out. Good breath on that one. Um, she says. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I can assure yeah. you that you are in the best possible hands because you are in mine. I assume um, you're with the department. Yes, okay. 100%. So the news that I can give you right now is that um, I have many different skills, some of which are not currently at the security clearance level that you have, but all of which are available to you in technique. Um, the second thing to note is there is an abundance of scar tissue and liquid around your heart that is most likely going to cause it to palpitate and uh, going to give you a bit of a bit of a running cough every once in a while. Oh. Um, but normally this treatment would be, uh, this, this condition would be 
very hard to treat and take a very long time. I should get you up and running in about six weeks. Six weeks. Three or four surgeries, you should be good to go. You'll still be able to move and walk around, but, you know, we'll just have to keep you careful. It's a lot of time off work. Oh, wait, do I have to take time off work? She, she puts her finger on her chin and she says, uh, do you have a particular type of work you enjoy doing, or do you just want to be busy so you don't have to be alone oh, with your thoughts? My usual work is just admin and data entry. Hmm, I could use a... I could use a coding assistant. I've started to have to work with um, insurance companies no now because we're starting to no uh, outsource my abilities. Or not not outsource out, but I guess insource. I've been more in demand recently and I've been trying not to think about the larger implications of that because I'm mostly just focused on the science of it. But um, that also means that I have little to no experience with medical billing codes. So, uh, are you a fast learner? Uh, I'd say so. All right. And uh, anything I can't learn quickly, uh, there's cheat sheets. Well, I could most definitely use a uh, uh, billing secretary for while uh, for while I get used to the idea of uh, practicing medicine. Pra practicing more generalized medicine. I'm more used to the uh, experimental interesting things. Not that rudimentary medicine isn't wonderful, it's just, uh, it's a bit tedious. And that's probably the most tedious part of it. I'm scared that I'm gonna have a non-tedious huh? surgery. It's good, it's, um... I can understand your trepidation, but I promise you that this type of surgery is a surgery I've done many, many, many times before with many different good, but different varying results. Oh. Everyone that has been treated has been very happy with what they received. Okay. And they were people, correct? No. You said experimental and I got concerned that these were... Oh, no, yeah, I totally understand that. I, you will be all right. Uh, she doesn't answer your question, and um, she just uh, she gives you a little packet of paper. She says, these are some consent forms. And also, it, I just included it on there. It's a little brief job description. In case you did want to um, do any secretary work, um, it's perfect if you just want to copy and paste it onto a resume. Um, I don't know if you're a big job hopper, but um, this isn't no. technically this isn't technically a job hopper. It's uh, you would still have the same uh, same company or same department just to transfer for a little while like some temporary work okay all right fantastic this uh turned out even better than i expected it to um i will see you for your first surgery in a week and a half okay okay all right we'll comp your plane tickets um i'm going to where am i going are you going back to me hmm i'll ask okay, okay. we'll have people let you know uh, and she just like uh, claps, clap, clap, clap. Uh, and she says, uh, "By the way, I heard there was a Jamba Juice around still. Did you see one when you were getting carted to the hospital?" I was uh, preoccupied with something I was given. Hmm. I'll ask Alicia. Goodbye. She'd probably know. And she just she just floats back off and shuts the door. But she floats. <laughs> oh, it, it, she 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 okay. floats in the way that she walks. I was about to say sorry. Uh, with like, the magic there campaign. are people there are people that walk in like beelines. Kind of and then 
there, there are people that walk in beelines, and then there are people that walk like Dr. Robinson, which just, is just kind of this gentle flowing back and like forth. B-roll. She walks like she's almost distracted by things, but in truth, she just... Untethered by mortal hands. Untethered by re- reality is a very good way to Anywho, point it to. So now I know what I'm doing for us tonight. Reading yeah. through every word of this consent form. It's really in-depth considering, and it's probably meant to kind of... Um, eliminate any possibility of a loophole. Um, but what it also does is, similar to the consent form that was given to Cody in the solo session, um, it entitles, um, at any point, if you become unresponsive or if there is a crisis or an emergency, um, Dr. Robinson would become your uh, emergency care physician. This is a little different from Cody's, though, because Cody had to have a different arrangement. This would not make her your primary care physician because you have one. Yeah, I don't... Cody's character did not have one. I enjoy mundane medicine. <laughs> mundane medicine you shall mostly receive. We'll get into other conversations in a second, but let's uh, move back over for a little bit. Um, Cody. Yeah, Cody. Hello again. Hello again. We're gonna we're gonna forward a little bit into the future because he's not quite caught up. Um, and have Evan give me his uh one of his accounts because my. My account, which I actually had the stuff on that I like, yeah, gone. I, I didn't make an account. Oh, so <coughs> the last we left you off after um after the house you had been staying in that small little cottage after it had been wait yeah. can we I was okay yeah no no you remember I was about to say yes. can we even go back to me right now because I was at the diner yes when uh, he was reintroduced so he was he's reintroduced. To, he's gonna he's gonna be able to show up right around the time that everyone else is gonna be able to show up. Right. So right now this is mostly just a, a tying up loose ends and a gathering of people. Um, who comes down to come get you? Because Margaret told you when you had that phone conversation in that diner Someone's after you had accidentally me. destroyed an entire cottage in your sleep. Um, you exploded it. Um, that someone's going to come Sleeping get you. Sleeping habits, man. They're, they're infrequent. No Who would you like to come get you? Or does it not matter to you? Uh. Scott can also... Scott can always come get you. He's fun to ride with. He's fun to ride with. He's a cool dude. Oh, uh, sure. You could all... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Wait, what was the other one? Um, I was going to say, there are other NPCs as well, um, and there are always, uh, I can always roll up a new NPC (laughs) to come get you, but it could also just be a car. (laughs) You want a self-driving car? Actually, actually, no. You said come get me. I have a car. I drove it away, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Then, um, I'll say you get given a location, um, and, uh... You are told it's going to be a little bit of a drive. So, if you need time, it's totally understandable. You're going to arrive, um, and you almost think that this is the wrong location, because, one, this isn't anywhere that you've been before, that you've seen these people before. Two, it's not New Mexico. Three, it's not anywhere where a main base should be, because you can't, like, you can't see anything that would look like a main base. Um, you don't even see anything that looks like it's related to the FBI or, like, whatever these government facilities are. Five, because I can't count and I can't remember if it's five. Um, it's Which, a junkyard. You're either going to look dumb or not when you look at the recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Because I can't know you had either. You arrive at a junkyard. It's mostly just filled with large amounts of steel and construction equipment. It doesn't actually smell that bad. You think it may have been some form of just metal drop? Um, oh, sweet good news, guys. By the way, in case you forget, since this is not 2020 or anything of the sort yet, that means you can still smoke if you're 18 or 18. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you, When you get to this junkyard, you were just told to head to the center, and when you're in the center, turn right, and you'll be able to see where you need to go. It looks like, based on how big this junkyard is, that's going to be about a half mile's walk. Alright. Okay. He gets out of the car. Alright. Okay. So, um, as you are walking up, let's get just a... Let's just get a plus sharp roll. Oh, wait, no. Roll your mentax. This isn't technically a mystery, but I want to give it to you anyways. Alright, um... What was that again? What was my mentax again? Okay, so, um, the, uh... The, the, the orange Tic Tacs... Yeah. Um... That definitely aren't mentats. Um, what they are is it's a new mechanic that I'm introducing called putting the pieces together. It's basically my own version of what would be an insight roll. Um, and what it does is if at any point you look at me and you go, I have a couple pieces of evidence, but I'm not sure how they connect together. Can I roll to put the pieces together? <laughs> then, uh, yes, you absolutely can. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, anyone can have a put the pieces together role if you want to connect something together. This is important because it's different from your role because your role is related to overall lore. Like, you're going to get the deeper, more significant stuff. He's going to put pieces together in mysteries and sometimes in downtime to make uh, basic interactions easier. Are you talking about my oops? Yes. That's not a roll. I literally, Hello? I, it's just a demand I make. But he's, well, this is, this, okay. But his is similar to yours in that his also isn't a roll. He's rolling for how many Tic Tacs he gets. How many Tic Tacs he gets is how many times he can use this per, I'll say, amount of downtime or mystery. Uh, what was that? What, what, what dice is that again? It's plus sharp. You roll, I think it's 2d6. Or no, it's a, is it a, it's a d4. Yeah, that's why I got it. Is a, it is a d4. I, I have Sunday off this week now. Since, well, I'm since I'm you have 16 hours. No. Is that plus sharp too? Or? Everything else shift for her. Like, is um, it a d4 so plus sharp? Or? Or? No. Okay. Let's see. Three. three. I can get that off though. Even if I use you as an excuse. Okay. Alright. So, you have three of these to put these pieces together. You are in this junkyard. There's some sounds that you can hear. And, oh, that's right. The plus sharp was for an investigation. But it just reminded me that you have the, the mentats. Uh, here, take this. Yum. Drug. Mentos? I gotta stop calling them Mentos. Seven. Again. You fucking, uh, what is it? Zenima Media? Zenimax Media? They'll get on your ass. Microsoft owns them now. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Zenimax, they own Bethesda. So just like everyone else, Ooh. I got a seven. Yeah, alright. So, um, we're just gonna call them orange pieces. Uh, so you, on a seven, you're looking for 
the doorway. You're going to ignore all the other sounds. And yeah, that sounds not important. The other sounds aren't important, although it definitely does sound some, like someone getting the shit kicked out of them. Oof. Don't worry about it. You're pretty good at like skirting that, and you're not here to get involved in someone else getting the shit beat out of them. Uh, and Willard's too busy beating the shit out of somebody <laughs> to, to, to recognize that there's someone else in the junkyard. You find it looks like a... Um, it's almost kind of funny how, uh, how fort-looking it is. And I don't necessarily mean like a well-built fort, but like a fort that a kid would make. It's these pipes that have been stacked alongside each other to form their own sort of a regular archway that lead into pieces of metal that look as though they're just a little bit like too small for it to be comfortable to get in there, but you notice that you can't really see the other side. So it implies that it, it does keep going. It's just a like going through a bunch of triangles but there's an empty space in the middle of it as sheets of metal are just kind of like stacked like on top of each other forming this own sharp archway okay all right you had it yeah okay i imagine this is the door after a certain amount of time you hear you hear one thing and you sm- and you smell one thing. Shut up! Stop uh, the junkyard goes from this sort of metallic, sort of crusty smell. Like there's still garbage here um, that there's not supposed to be, um, but it, it, it's just old and stale. And you start smelling something light and sweet and comfortable. And you come out into a field. The second thing you hear is that's definitely a dog barking. And it sounds like one. You thought you might have heard a dog in the junkyard, but you weren't totally sure. And maybe that's part of what uh, brings you from a six to a seven uh, instead of anything else. As you come in and there's a a small building. Small. It's like one story from what it looks like. Um, And uh, there's high grass. It's way warmer than it was when it was uh, November. Like, it's a decent, like, 68, 69? It's always 69 degrees. Um, And there's a dog barking. It sounds small, too, and you can't quite see it. If you had to... I'm not going to make you put put the pieces together for this, but you're pretty sure that's a puppy. (laughs) Uh, And it's just just running around. You can't see anyone else. Um, It almost looks like the building itself. Um, You know how like Verizon towers sometimes have those little sheds near them in, in, in a context of where I could relate this to before this looks very similar to um, the hideaway that you guys had in campaign one where Joanne said there's a thing that kind of looks like an electrical like maintenance shed um, that leads into something bigger um, this looks like that although it is bigger than one of those. It's definitely not a 10 by 10. It's, you know, like, I'd say the the length and width of this first floor. Um, but it's surrounded by, like, just one dog. grass. And then if you look around it, it's also, like, got this, like, ring of trees um, that look like they're a different type of tree than what you've been driving past. Um, the sky is clear. There's a little bit of wispy little light white clouds around. Um, and, uh, there's a a dog running around, uh, when you first get in. Uh, at least you can hear one. 
Uh, what do you do? Find that damn dog. You can find that dog? <laughs> find that dog. Okay. It's not hard to find the dog. Um, and as you come up, um, I'm going to say this is probably where other people are going to start coming in. So, let's get to the last scene that we need to. Okay. All right. So real fast, just to kind of dip back into that for a second, um, we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Um, Well, because we have to catch him up to speed a little bit. Who? Um, uh, Maher. I barely know her. (laughs) We move back into it. I'm gonna say this is the conversation um, where uh, comes over and she has that conversation with you and she goes, "Hey." You look, you know, she didn't say you look upset, but it was basically that conversation of, do you want to, do you want to go take a walk? Because you look like you went through something. This is coming hot off of the heels of you having removed a glamour that you didn't know you had for the first time in your life, and it introducing you to something that was not only terrible and horrible, but also apparently was a memory that was incredibly hurtful to the person in front of you, who has now mentioned that, you know, demeanor completely changing, you know, to someone who was someone who felt like they were in control, to someone who now no longer knows, uh, like, if they are, um, who, who backs up and she says, I'm, I'm gonna go cool down. Um, and Alicia comes in, she says, we're gonna take a walk down the boardwalk, you guys talk to Johannes for a little bit, but everything feels a little bit disconnected from you. So, moving away from that, um, we have someone that the other party in your conversation um, who had just before that also told you, and this is probably why you know you, you, f- you find them and you call them and you seek them out uh, later, who told you that if anything happens, they will personally protect you. They don't want any harm to come to you. And it turns out that may be, some, that may be a protection you end up needing. Um, but... They move, and you see them move over, and you see them enter the hospital. Um, it's, you're getting discharged. How long did we say you were going to stay in the hospital? A week? Yeah, that's what we So you're probably getting discharged same day. Yay. Um, you get the fortunate, uh, the fortunate gift of, uh, your clothes were kind of fucked up when you went through all of that shit. I read my blood a lot, yeah. Yeah, so w- when a nurse comes by, um, she mentions... Uh, that a, uh, like, basically a care package was brought for you. Oh, sweet. Um, and it's got, uh, you know, uh, the clothes in your size. Um, I don't know how fucked up your shoes got. Um, so if your shoes are okay, you know, they're still there. Um. Shoes are easy. Yeah, and any, anything, anything simple, so you don't have to change back into the tattered, kind of fucked up, blood-covered, maybe even like boiling blood covered uh burnt clothes. God, I hope it's still not it's, boiling. It's it's clean. It makes you feel more human. It, it may even have like some stuff that like you could just like take a shower like a normal ass human person. Like the hospital tries their best, but you know, you've kind of just been off. sitting here feeling like an experiment a little bit. I'm sure the she introduces herself Dr. Robinson um that d- didn't help that much with it. She actually didn't introduce herself. Um <laughs> You find out all the paperwork that her name is Dr. Francesca Robinson. She never introduces herself in person. She just left. It's a, it's a test. You gotta make sure they read the papers. 
If they read the paper, then they know you. Then you know who she is. In her own head, if he can read, he can do the medical billing. <laughs> this is all just a long con to get you to do finances. This is great. She thought she was going to have to look for someone to do that for like a good little while on a different trip. This is fucking two birds, one stone. I forget I like working for the Department of Energy. <laughs> but um, um, they, they said like, oh, we're, we're going to bring your uh, discharge papers down in a second. They should be ready to go. She says, um... By the way, um, I, I was pretty, and this is the nurse, she says, I was pretty sure that you were, um, on your way out, um, were you gonna get, were you gonna get a ride now? Or, I thought you were gonna get a ride later, because we, we still processing the discharge papers. I have a, I have the ride situation figured out, don't worry. Oh, okay, alright, because I was gonna say they're here a little early, I think? <laughs> How do you feel about the thought of potentially Scott coming by to have a have a chat with you before he takes you home <laughs> on what could be a long card ride from uh, Southern California to New Mexico? Why can't Alicia just take me back in the speedmobile? <laughs> Alicia is distracted um, by uh, her her job and not playing favorites. Um, <laughs> Just walking along the boardwalk. This would probably be more enjoyable if, you know, all of that shit hadn't just happened. But you know what? Hey. Sometimes, sometimes it's nice to have a pretty lady pity you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, this was just a normal walk instead of a, this is my coping right now. Yes. <laughs> I really hope you don't do that a lot. <laughs> Cope? No, get <laughs> women to pity you. <laughs> Seems like a bad habit to get into. Is it? <laughs> um, but um, you know very well. Uh, you hate me, Cody. Yes. Scott, Doctor Robinson, you—they have—they have a similar quality to them that Alicia doesn't share, which is Alicia does ask nurses and hospital staff to let you know, um, which means that uh, if someone comes up to you. Uh, a nurse, and she says, like, oh, by the way, um, there's a there's a visitor that wanted to see if they could talk to you. You at least know, because Scott barged the fuck in, and Dr. Robinson just does whatever Dr. Robinson wants. Um, which makes you wonder, like, how she, how both of them can just kind of walk into a hospital and go to the room that they want to go to and, she's and just dressed come like bother a doctor. you. She walked through the main entrance, yes. dressed like a doctor. Yes. It could be Alicia if they're asking permission to come in, because at least that means it's not fucking Scott, and it's it's not that crazy doctor that keeps telling you you have very good breathing skills. I just hope it's not my mom. <laughs> you just hope it's not your mom. It'd be scary if she found me. Mama. Mama. What if it was just like sixteen-year-old Anthony who just like found a way to get into the car you and drove over. What the fuck? You, it's illegal across state lines with a junior ID. <laughs> is it? Yes. I, I want to go to Reno with you guys. Mom said take like, me with you. How old is Anthony in the main one right he's now? 24. He's 24 in the so main Yes, yeah, so he'd be 16. Yeah, he'd be about 16 though. Yeah. Um, uh, so, when... When you... When... Um, do you do you let them come up, by the way? Yes. Okay. Because um, I wasn't sure if you were going to ask at all. Um, Margaret comes up. So, we need to have a contextual conversation. I'm not good at those. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> um, because she technically doesn't work in New Mexico. No. She works in the Cincinnati base. Mm -hmm. She's worked at main base um, for a very long time when she's not all over the fucking place. 
Um, what does that look like in terms of the fact that you guys do know each other? Message often? Fair. This is the age of Facebook. We like each other's posts. The or rather, best. she likes my posts because the she doesn't post often. She doesn't seem like the type. She doesn't. I was gonna say, uh, the, the the pioneer of answering a uh, answering a message or a comment with just a like. Um, not not necessarily a, a dig at all at the way you guys communicate. She apparently does that with everyone on Facebook. Is she she she'll sometimes comment back if it's it, necessary. We're friends. Or worth it, yeah. But we don't have to talk to each other for months on end, or even years. I'll talk to you. Okay. All right. So. A lot of conversation happens on holidays and birthdays. There you go. Or if something bad happens. <laughs> or if something bad happens. Um, that being said, um, how surprised is Maher that she would show up then? A little bit. A, li a little why bit? Why does she know I'm here? I know she works for the company, but... Okay, so, um, she comes up. I'll say, even for the sake of, uh, context with everything, you guys haven't actually had a really in-depth conversation. I'll say you haven't met in person for two years. Um, technically a little bit longer than that, but for, um, for a timeline for that, um, two years ago would have been 10 years from the beginning of where we started. And 10 years ago um, was the, uh, the actual marriage that Margaret herself ran away from. So in terms of the something bad happening, that was a pretty big one. Um, but from there, uh, listen, people get busy. Uh, adults have shit that they need to do, and it can be difficult, especially when you don't see that person in person. There's a reason work friends are called work friends. You see them all the fucking time. Yeah, and it's a bit of a difficulty when you live about halfway across the United States. Exactly, yeah. So you do what you can. Um, but uh, she shows up. Long time no see. Yeah. Uh, she does years. still have a little bit... Of, oh, that's right. Um, she does still have a little bit of that demeanor that we're familiar with in the um, in later times in the campaign. So she has a little bit of that. It's different though because the amount of stuff that she ends up going through when it comes to the eight months for her, eight years for everyone else, uh, s survival journey through the Feylands is um, she's a little bit less guarded. Um, when you talk to Fey, and this will this will become apparent very soon. Um, you have to keep your cards to yourself. Any sort of betrayal of uh, fear, emotion, affection, kindness, it can get taken for granted. So unless you have an implicit trust in something like a Fae, which usually is like you have a contract on them rather than they have a contract on you. So it's, not a, a, it's not a position of trust, it's a position of like, I fucking own your ass. <laughs> Welcome to the Fae. <laughs> um, but this hasn't happened yet. So there isn't that level for her of I have to protect myself and that means protecting my mind and my emotions. Um, <laughs> spilling milk bottle. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> I can picture it vividly. What was the question you asked? I didn't ask a question. I said long time we'll see. Oh yeah. Um... It has. How's being married? <laughs> she, 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 she bites it back, and uh, she. Okay, all right. Roll me plus sharp. Oh no. Roll I'm me, roll me plus sharp, uh, smartass. Got it. 
Oh no, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got a seven like the rest of the lads. <laughs> you get killed. Okay, so she shoots you. <laughs> you die. Um, I'm I'm not gonna make you mark experience. Um, you don't. I'm gonna say that this is mostly a matter of um. Uh, just a consequence of body language and not necessarily that like you even thought about it so this is something you just said but you if you attempt to check her hands they're kind of like folded a little bit in themselves so you can't actually tell whether or not she's wearing a ring um but she takes that she's like ah oh, that's right we haven't talked in a little while and it just like it, it, it sets her off a little bit from the other thing that she was uh thinking about and she says uh oh well I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. She says, no, people people who are happily married don't just say that. No, they don't. No, they I, don't. I assume it's gone um, I wanted to I wanted to see how um, how you were feeling. I know you uh, you got a lot of scar tissue from uh, getting stomped on. Um, I gave you my medical files. What? I didn't view your medical files. Who told you? Oh... So, um, she says, um, and I don't, are you guys in the hallway or all? No, you're probably still in the hospital room. Yeah. Okay. All right. She, she also checks the door. Margaret has shut the door though, because Dr. Robinson just kind of walks into places. Um, my favorite NPC of, of Dr. Robinson. So um, sad she has to go. I'm no! sorry, little one. Yeah. She just absorbs the dust. <laughs> <laughs> she says, um. Uh, so, uh, she's like, well, I don't really have to, uh, I don't really have to pretend now that, uh, you're aware of, uh, what's out there. Um, magic is real, by you the way. You knew? I'm sorry. Listen, I don't tell a lot of people, and it's mostly to keep them safe. Well, did you know when you hired me? Uh, e- yes, I've known my entire life. Listen, if I knew that it was beneficial Overall, I probably would have said something, but if I had the choice, I would have been born never knowing about magic and living a normal fucking life. Yeah, there's not many hard feelings there. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, she just she just sits and thinks for a second. She says, uh, yeah, that, um, that lack of choice becomes more and more apparent every day. Um, so that's it, why you're always busy. You're like Elise. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for the most part, um, although, um, she doesn't have to work, she just, uh, chooses to work. I feel that. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> that she, that she chooses to work, yes, yeah. I, I, I max out my overtime every week. <laughs> hey, I mean, you gotta, you gotta rake in what you can. Um, she looks distracted. Like, she had things that she was going to say and, like, a speech about, like, how magic is real and everything else like that. And she just kind of looks disheartened. Not by you. She came into this room like someone who knew that they had a purpose at some point and then in the middle of figuring out and rehearsing everything had her script burnt. Not to be fair, I threw like the equivalent of a monkey wrench at her forehead. It's not even the biggest mon- monkey wrench of the day or even in the last hour. No. Um, and I will say, I will say this. So it could have gotten worse. It, I could have threw a bigger one. <laughs> I don't know how. Literally. Not necessarily you. 
Um, it, this is kind of like a, a bigger wrench was already thrown. This this one was just like in in a day where she was having a good time and hadn't just experienced something truly awful. Um, this probably would have upset her, but she's past that point now because she has something so much greater and bigger on her mind that she can't even have the proper magic as real conversation that she has most likely every two weeks or so when some rando just stumbles in on something they're not supposed to and rather than have them get shot the way most of the federal government would prefer when people <coughs> find out about magic she's like hold on let's talk to them and try to figure this out and stop killing people because they know too much i technically gained a promotion uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go okay but moving no. moving back into it the basic summary of what i was saying is you know something's up because you're pretty good at saying things that throw people off. Whether that's intentional or not is completely up to your it's interpretation you of yourself. Do you not remember our first discussions about my character and how he's not very socially... I've seen many interactions your character has had with NPCs as well. It's starting to really wrap around to me how accidental it is. Um, but you're aware... You're aware that uh, while this probably would have been something that uh, might have upset someone else, especially considering the context of what happened and the fact that um, we talk, like I can talk about the fact that she actually didn't want to accept the proposal. Technically she did because it got all the way up to the wedding and then she ran the fuck away. <laughs> so there was a begrudging acceptance even if it wasn't very um, readily accepted. She, uh, she, she gathers herself for a second after taking a moment, uh, long enough for you to realize that something else has happened and you're not quite sure what it was. Um, and she, uh, she says, uh, yes, but um, I can't remember what I was going over before, but magic is real. Um, I apologize that you got hurt. Um, the reason I know is because I, uh, I borrowed, um, I borrowed a, a spell, a little consumable spell, from uh, someone who said it would only last a little while, and then and then I was a cat for three days. Oh. Yes. She said it was only supposed to last five hours. Oh, you were the cat. I was the cat. Well, it's good thing you made it out. Uh, yes. One of those yeah. rocks would have killed you. Oh, most definitely. It would have crushed me flat. Like a little, uh... Yeah. Pancake. Like a pancake. Like a little cat pancake. Well, why didn't you say something then? I just didn't... I would smile, because she was a fucking cat. <laughs> she said it just didn't come to mind. I don't I don't know. We were doing a lot of important, busy stuff. So are you my ride? Um, she says, uh... Scott mentioned that he was going to pick you up. Um, and it, it's... It's up, it's up to you, really. Um, because we were still doing a little bit more witness statements and talking to Carmen... Because um, Carmen Duane, oh, uh, she says, um, she says thank you, by the way. Um, herself and Cammy actually managed to get out with a, a minimal injury. And it looks like Cammy, even though she's not very familiar with magic and how everything goes, uh, it looks like she's taking everything really well. well but those, those, those women would have most definitely been in a worse spot if um, you all hadn't intervened when you did. I feel bad for the person we didn't get there fast enough for. Hanging there in bits. Of the blood ritual pot. Boiling yeah, blood I nearly fell into. It's uh it's how it how it goes. Uh magic isn't always very fun. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Anywho. Um anyways. <laughs> she um 
And I would imagine this is exactly how stilted and distracted she is because she usually does have that more regular rhythm of conversation. And she had it when she was talking to Alex and then it fucking, it destroyed itself um, when she got uh, uh, basically a flashback triggered for her. So that's how, um, that's how I knew I was uh, there mostly for reconnaissance and then I was supposed to go into a form that would uh, not be so easily crushable um, in order to provide more assistance. Um, and unfortunately, I guess what I, uh, what I was given was a little bit more potent than uh, either of us had realized. But Carmen Duane, the reason I mentioned her is uh, she's actually got some considerably good um, magic when it comes to reversal. Uh, she was actually, she was able to help me dispel what went on uh, with relative ease, she says, and, and very minimal side effects. And then, like, you see her cough, and she just coughs into her hand, and she, like, she sees that something's in there, and she just, like, takes it and puts it in her pocket. Uh, she says, relatively minimal side effects. I hand her a tissue. I appreciate it. Um, you're pretty sure, just a little bit, just a tiny bit, because she doesn't get all of it, pretty sure that was a bird feather. Oh, I assumed it was cat hair. Oh god, <laughs> it could be what it could be either one. I had this entire time to think about how funny it would be to just be like, everything's fine. I definitely didn't need a bird. <laughs> I didn't groom myself at all. Heard <laughs> <laughs> she just like arches her back. It's the worst. It's awful. Um. So uh. Yes, yeah, uh, that's how I knew. Um, I apologize that you had gotten so damaged. That definitely wasn't how it was supposed to go. Amongst the other, other ways that it got through there, um, but I just came up and she, she's, sorry, can I sit down? I'm just gonna. Yeah, there's chairs there. Okay, all right, she, she, she's gonna sit down for a second and she just says like, I, I hate, I hate interacting with the Fae. I feel so fucking bad because Alicia likes it so much and it's so interesting for her. And there are so many people that are Fae touched and think their abilities are a blessing from God and I'm just so... I think Elise likes it so much because she's too young and... Uh... I, think I, think I, I think Alicia likes it for many, many reasons. She's a bit naive. Socially inept. She can't, she can't help it. The boy's got pretty eyes. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just rip them out of his skull. She, uh... What's the worst that can happen? She says, um... So this fairy thing's pretty big since, uh, it seems like everyone I know is talking about it and working around it. It's, it's very big. And, uh, working around it is really the... The best reaction everyone's decided to have, um, considering dormancy to all of us, kind of we thought it we thought it implied you know complete dormancy and not a resurgence, and no one is prepared for this level of um, potentially reality bending consequences. Yeah, Johannes had some pretty big fear about when he was telling me about it. Oh, yeah, no, he he mentioned some of that to me as well. Nice guy. Um, I have no idea how he's going to deal with all of the culture shock. I really don't. Well, we helped him as much as we could. Yeah. And the night now we didn't. We dropped him in the hospital alone. 
Um, Dr. Robinson offered me a, a position transfer. Oh, really? So I can continue to work while I'm waiting surgery. Oh, really? Hmm. Dr. Robinson, did she say what clinic she would be working with? Because I, I assumed your treatment was going to be you getting flown up and flown back. Nope. Oh. She uh, said my plane ticket would be comped uh, and then walked out of the room. So. Oh my god. Uh, she, lives, she, she works in an entirely different state. Okay, well, um, I'm sure, uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure that'll turn out all right, and maybe we can negotiate something that's a little bit less obtrusive into your life. I, I apologize, this must have came in like a steam train of, um, magic and fey and, uh, uh, the standings of humanity and the fact that there is something as big as humanity potentially bigger. Well, the job offer is a little shake-up, but that other stuff I'm trying to avoid thinking about. Yeah, fair, understandable. Um... She says, um, all right, well, I just wanted to let you know, um, the, the new job sounds like it'll, it'll totally be great. Uh, Dr. Robinson has no, um, regard for how money or currency works, so she more often than not tends to go towards the upper level rather than, uh, not too little. So what I can say is every person that has worked for her has been deeply appreciative of, um, their time there. As weird as it tends to be. What can get weirder? <sighs> Don't answer that. Yeah, there. Um, she says, "I'm sorry. I've, I've just had a long day. Um, I, and you know that's not your fault." Um, she says, "I'm gonna get to the point of this conversation because there are other things that I need to catch up on." And uh, so, I understand that Alicia didn't quite describe exactly what she was looking for. Um, when she um, selected you. And um, I understand that she operates mostly on a form of whim, although this was a good choice and you were a very good help. Um, this is something that happens every once in a while where we need help from people and we try to gather what we can and do what we can, but it is by no means obligatory. I apologize that you weren't given full context from the get-go, and th that's that's partially me, partially Alicia. But what I want you to know is, outside of you doing that secretary work for Dr. Robinson, you are under no obligation to stay. You have every opportunity and every right, if you want to, to go back to the New Mexico office where you were at um, and continue things as normal. And if this is something that, obviously, it was very hectic and you haven't had time to process, so you have that time to process now. If you find during your time with Dr. Robinson that pursuing things like this, or at least being in proximity to it, is something you don't want at all, you have my full blessing to remove yourself from this. There are protections we can give you. There are things that we can do to bring back the stability that you once had and none of us would hold it against you if you decided that knowing about this and knowing about magic and being being in harm's way as a result of it no one would hold it against you if that was something you didn't want and that was what i 
Uh, that was part of what I came down here to say. We'll see how Dr. Robinson goes. Okay. All right. Um, and she says, um, I think that's, I think that's everything. Um, and she takes out, um, this is a new thing that you haven't seen. Um, she takes out what looks like a small little pocket watch that it's bronze-ish, but when it glints, it's kind of got like a firelight kind of light to it. Mm. Um, and she checks it and she opens it and then she just kind of like grimaces a little bit. She shuts it and she puts it back in her pocket. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's from an, from an angle you can't see. Very outside of her style, usually. She has more of a modern style to it, and this looks like a, you know, a bit of an older kind of, like, steamish, steampunkish kind of pocket watch. It doesn't... You can just say Victorian. Yeah, it's also got a little, it's also got a little, what looks like a bird on the front, on the front of it. Well, I already like fucked a bird up one social interaction today, we're just gonna ignore that. <laughs> okay, understandable. Um... But uh, yeah, it looks it looks weird. Uh, and then she just uh, she just checks it and she says, um, "So uh, Scott offered you a ride. Yes. Do you actually want Scott to take you no. on a ride? Okay, because she he offered the same thing to me because he offered it to everyone in the courtyard except for Alex. I think Alex scares him a little bit. Alex should scare him. I've seen what he does. You haven't seen all of it. <laughs> I I don't want to. Um." And she just slaps her knees, gets up. She says it's time to time to wrap up the day. Um, but uh, my car's down there. Alicia and Alex are probably gone if I know anything. Um, um, who knows? Maybe I don't know anything. Um, but yeah, do you have? Um, did they? Are you still staying at the same inn as before? Because I think that it was. Yeah. The, the inn that was owned by technically Drew and Charlie. Oh, I think we only slept, we only ordered one night. Uh, I... Shit. I, w- I will be able to take you most of the way to probably, um, right around where the border for New Mexico is and be able to call you a ride, but, um, the council has required that if I have to do any sort of outward journeys like this that I have to fill out a good sheaf of paperwork and reports. So that'll most likely be the rest of, uh, the rest of what I do here. So... I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um... It's better than busing back home. It is better than busing. Um... Cloak? You guys have a... You, you... I don't know. You guys drive to the New Mexico border and then you get a car. Um, it takes a couple. It takes a couple hours to drive there, and then it takes a couple hours from the border to the um, to the house itself. But your driver for um, getting into New Mexico <laughs> and getting to your parents' house isn't very chatty, so you're just kind of like it's just kind of silent. And I have no idea like what. Part of co- silence. We're listening to public radio. Public radio. Are you listening to public radio when you're in the car with Margo as well? Yeah. Fantastic. You also do have but the... But less op- loud because we can actually talk. <laughs> you also do have the opportunity because you didn't actually figure it out at all, but her hands are on the steering wheel. You can tell now, as she like turns a booth, there's no rings on her hand. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to mention it, but you know for sure, like, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, she, um, 
it has been two years. Uh, she asks you how, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, how Linda is. Doing okay. <sighs> I think. <laughs> what do you mean you think? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, shit, dude. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, if it helps, I, um, I, uh, <laughs> ran away from my marriage at the chapel. I figured that out. Yeah, I still have an invoice for $10,000. Jesus. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> It was really expensive. Why are they invoicing you, though? Um, Did you just agree to pay for, like, part of it? Well, yes, but I, um, I, you know, it's on me. I assumed it was a formality because, you know, when feelings are involved, you say, all right, well, I'll comp if anything happens, assuming that you're going to be with that person for the rest of your life and not have to worry about it or, like, work on it together. But no, yes, in fact, uh, it was my fault. And uh, I almost feel better that I have something to... Uh, to pay, uh, rather than just the feeling of just, well, one one day, one day revenge will come. You're I don't British, know. right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, their church knows a lot about divorce. You should have just went through with it. They too, went to get the papers. I mean, maybe. I suppose things were just a little heated, uh, considering the same day I took a plane back to America. That's a lot easier in hindsight. That's a lot easier in hindsight. To but plan that's how it getting goes. Ten thousand dollars in debt. I don't plan on doing it again, so. Good to hear. <laughs> Did you plan on it the first time, though? Uh, no. That's what, yeah, that's what I thought. So never say never. Never say never. Maybe have a cheaper wedding in, in case next time. Yeah. Just in case. My, um, she says, uh, one of my, one of my college friends from back when I was still getting my doctorate, she, uh, she had a courtyard wedding. It was actually pretty nice looking. Ooh. Cost her, like, $500? Fucking incredible. They're divorced, though, so. <laughs> she says, I think it really doesn't quite, there isn't quite any indication on cost versus uh, viability, definitely I assume. Not, definitely not. My parents had a shotgun wedding when they were younger, and they're still together happily. I don't actually know the circumstances of my parents' wedding. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Margaret doesn't talk about her parents. Yeah, we don't bring it up. We don't it up. Um, I learned that in middle school. You learned that in middle school. Um, but uh, you guys are just gonna drive over to New Mexico. Um, casual drive. Casual. <laughs> I think it's like a ten-hour drive. <laughs> it's a casual ten-hour drive. I have no idea what else you guys would talk about. Oh, do you still play guitar? Yeah. I've gone out of the habit. Oh shit! I got gifted um this really cool fucking guitar that was owned by Axl Rose. I know, and like I've had it hung up for a really long time, and I didn't get to talk to anybody about it because nobody I know knows how to play guitar. Scott knows how to play a little bit, but um. I want to trust him with the guitar. He's uh he's an acoustic player. Well, it's not always you know it's more like a collector's. It's not something you should play. No, yeah. But I really want to play it. <laughs> She did. She's just like she turns the corner, so there's like a red light. She leaves a little bit. It's like it's really fun to hold. You feel like no, you feel like a king. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I'm about, who gave that to you? Um, so I mean, Scott did give it to me. Oh. I. It was a a birthday present, and this had come hot off the heels of me running away back to America. So. It was a it was a nice it was a nice kindness that I think he uh, didn't realize was uh, accidentally very very 
kind. A lot of undertones there as well. Well, I mean, it's a it's a pretty nice looking guitar. I suppose it could. One hundred percent dodging that. Not even pretending like she's not dodging that. I was about to say, yeah, uh, I'm dense. And uh, I, what what's Scott up? What's Scott doing over there? Um, he's been, um, making life for the Council a Living Nightmare, which has given me the opportunity to do a couple things underground, and then she's like, I forgot to, I forgot to mention one of the bigger things about this, and this is probably why I gave you that offer, um, so, I have ideas for what the Department of Energy could do, and a lot of them don't really... Uh, blend well with the rest of the other departments and with, uh, you know, the, the council that oversees Scott, and since Scott oversees me, the council overseeing myself. Um, so things like this, we can chalk up as a, a damage response or a crisis response, but um, I've been considering doing some things that prevent things like this from getting very bad, instead of just waiting until things get bad and going in. So, more likely than not, joining something like what I'm planning would probably be going against the direct wishes of some of the highest powers within the department. I know you're pretty convincing. I, <laughs> I really appreciate that, but this is a little, little bit different. Um, especially since uh, Scott has really been pissing them off. I didn't know we had a council. Um, they are, uh, vague, they are rather menacing, they're a little annoying, and no one's actually seen them before, they just heard their voices and seen their secretaries. Um, but, uh, the, the Council for Human Enrichment is, uh, more of a multi-department council. It's designed to put humanity's best interests first. Okay. It's... Weird. It's, it's, yes, yeah. Um... But they've been around uh, since before I was born. I just don't get talked about. So Abraham Lincoln created the department. Could be. Calling you ancient. Ah, oh, okay, of course. Making yes. a joke, you were born 1850-something. Well, I was born in 1732. So fuck you. I'm way off. <laughs> way off. So, his hand on we're gonna shoulder. move oh. over. You are given another location, uh, Wolf. You're given a new location. Um, it's somewhere within Pennsylvania. Um, keep in mind, you guys are probably somewhere near Arizona. You are in New Mexico. Yay! Um, you are in your office. Um, you get a message from your teacher. Um, not Joanne, the other one. He says, um... You are performing remarkably. I want you to keep what you have. I have noticed bits and sparks of local magic, and I can't help but feel like you should look around for some of them. And you just feel information flow into your head and just wait at a door. Just like, just waiting for you to like open that door. He says, for when you want it, there are little, um, not as powerful as what you have, but potentially things that you may want to investigate. I think the best one may be up by the uh, the electrical plant where you used to uh, where you used to live. Oh no! I look forward 
to seeing how you grow and what you can do. And I will admit, I am anticipating being impressed again. And it just wisp away and you can feel his presence is gone. It's a presence that comes in when you breathe air in like not really cold air, like you're inside and you breathe air that looks like you're breathing outside. So like a little bit of steam. Um, and then that steam stops and you can tell he's gone. Um, <laughs> you hear, okay, we're gonna move over to Maher real fast so we can get him over to the junkyard because these two are already at the junkyard. Um, you hear uh, a sound by your office cubicle. Um, it's uh, a little bit shorter than your office cubicle and it sounds bouncy and fun and it says, hi best friend. <laughs> and it's Alicia, she pops her head up over the top of your cubicle. We had to talk. What? Yeah. Do you well, need something? I, why? What, did you say that we need to talk? Because I was going to say we need to talk. I said we had a talk. Oh, we had a talk? Oh, oh, yes, sorry. Hi, good f co-worker that yeah. I have... <laughs> what do you mean? Um, she says, um, a couple of, um, not debriefing things, but, um, we have some safety measures that we wanted to put in place just just in case, even if you didn't want to do anything, um, just to make sure that you guys don't get um, harmed in the future because of, you know, everything that happened. Um, just, you know, like getting a, a radiation treatment or uh, the HPV vaccine. You know, it's like a vaccine. Oh. It's just we're not stabbing you with anything, I think. I should talk to my doctor about that. Um, oh, Dr. Robinson is aware. My doctor. My normal doctor. Oh. The HPV. I'm surprised. I, I switched over to Dr. Robinson pretty quickly. I live a uh, calm life. Anywho, uh, when is this happening? Um. No. So, uh, we're willing to offer you overtime to do a little bit of uh, travel field work. I'm in. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, she says, um, I know you were supposed to start your job with Dr. Robinson, I think, in like a week or so, so this is a little early, but uh, if you're cool with it, and she does a little click click, and uh, the company car uh, uh, chimes up, um, and it uh, its doors open on its own. Uh, you don't even have to roll your ankle this time. Hey, hold on, I gotta, I gotta finish this. Oh, okay. And then take me about 15 minutes. Okay, all right. <laughs> She's gonna get in the car to me. She says, um. The poor normal manager at this office. Uh. I'm taking him. What? What do you mean you take? I'm taking him. <laughs> this but is... gives him a signed note from Scott Callahan. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. I have a work note. It just Scott says <laughs> Alicia can do what she wants. <laughs> she built her. She's contracted. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> okay. If you upset her, it's stipulated. She gets paid an extra thirty k. If you make her upset, she gets paid overtime. <laughs> She's been working 90 hours a week. <laughs> um, you guys drive up in the very, very fast way that Alicia can. I hate um, it. it. It's, it's nauseating, um, but also kind of exciting. It depends on how much you enjoy going fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You get to a junkyard. You get to a junkyard in Pennsylvania. You get to a junkyard in New Mexico. These guys are in Arizona. They're all the you same and you... You come in behind him first. And then, 
I'm not gonna make you roll investigation because Duncan's pretty good at finding magic. Um, I will say it is daylight out. Does Duncan still want to go? Yes. Okay, all right. You'll get extra protections from the, the stash that Valerie uh, has left and uh, occasionally comes back to replenish and then, you know, cause she lives in a different state now, but she's she's here to help out the young, the young Dunk. <laughs> she calls him Dunk. <laughs> Um, but Willard comes in behind Alex, and then Alicia comes up to the junkyard, taps a little bit of things, and goes, okay, it's right in here, in this, and then she just points to what looks like a metal death cage <laughs> made of, like, car parts and sheets of construction metal. She's like, come on. Okay, ladies first. Okay. <laughs> she just, she just waltz right through. You don't see her anymore, but you can kind of hear her voice a little bit. She's like, I step in. I step in slowly. You you step in slowly and you realize she's saying her own echo. She's like, oh, uh, okay, we're going. (laughs) 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 There's no actual echo in here. She's just making one. Um, So the order is Alex comes in. Alex is looking for whatever, something in the grass. Um, The grass, you know? Willard, Willard comes in and sees Alex. And then almost immediately... This is kind of weird, because you and Duncan show up at almost the exact same time that Maher and Alicia do. So what happens is Willard comes in, and then here's a bunch of people show up at almost the same time and bump into each other. And she, oh, sorry. Hey, it's you guys! She, she, she gives Wolf a big hug because it's the closest person to her. It's like, yeah! Hi. I get, Hi. My, I get space. <laughs> you get space. Um, Duncan and- will just come up closer to you because it's funny. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what is going to grab me on the ass for a minute? <laughs> you would have, turn- you have to turn around to do that. My arms are long enough. At least I want to go back home. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm um, tired of this, Elise. <laughs> so, Alex. You turn around while you are looking for wherever the fuck that puppy is barking. You saw some grass moving, so you're pretty sure it's over there. But before you can go over, you hear a bunch of people run into each other. And then you see, oh shit, there's Willard that walks out that... Wait, you don't know Willard. You know what? We're gonna do this. I'm gonna have you and Willard know each other. But only you and Willard. (laughs) Only Alex and Willard. Um, A person you don't know is also there. Um, and then you also see yes. Alicia, who has uh, ran almost straight into the back of Wolf, and then just given him a giant bear hug, and, uh, and then I let f- him go. I forgot because the people on the planet, I'm currently like trying to like I, I have like a handkerchief that I'm trying to wipe some of the blood off my suit from. Um, I, and then okay. you you see you see the other people that were there. Um, there was um, the the office worker guy. Um, oh, there yeah, was Willie, the vampire. Alicia, the rest. <laughs> the, the vampire, yeah. the guy that could make his blood do really freaky shit, and then Alicia, who sees you, and she's like, oh, "You're here too." Uh, yeah. She's she's bringing it in. She comes over. I'm gonna hug her back. Yeah. Alicia gives hugs that are a little bit uh a little bit too tight, but it's it's fine because she just she's just really excited. This is fine. Um, and she says everyone made it here at the same time to the same place, which means it worked. Why is Willie here? Why are you here? What? Oh, you're the guy. Well, at least he just. Yeah. yeah, he is the guy. No, 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 no. He's the guy. He was requested. What did you do? No, no, no. He's good. He's good. He's a good guy. 
Look at him. He's a good guy. Are you okay? You look like you have something on your face. I don't lose a good guy. <laughs> he may be wiping blood off of his face. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say I'm just sitting there just. <laughs> Pull the tooth out of his mouth. He works. He works hard. I have a funny radioactive brass knuckles. She um she says we're all um. We're all in a bit of a, uh, a, a safer place. And she said, and this is one of the things about the gift that I mentioned. Um, uh, it's impossible to monitor things in here from the outside. Um, so I just I just wanted to mention really fast, you are the guy that has been killing people that were on the previous council, right? Yes. Okay, uh, fantastic. Um, Margaret has been looking for you for years. You know that name. You don't quite remember where you know that name, but you know that name. She says, she didn't tell me me why, um, so I didn't ask about it because that felt really awkward. And like, I, I know her, but I don't know her that well. Or if I do know her that well, I know well enough to not ask. I don't know. But um, I'm really glad you made it because everybody else has been accustomed to uh, magic and stuff like that. And she, I don't know anything about you. You guys want some coffee? It's inside of the thing that looks like the Verizon building. She, she points over. It's a one-story, just very, very utilitarian electricity it's building. It's in the fucking radio shack. There's, there's high, 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 beautiful green grass everywhere. The, the sky is light and How clear high? with little wispies. Um, high enough to hide a puppy. Oh, cool. Um, and there's, a there's a little dog barking somewhere. I've been looking for that since I got here. That's dog. You've only been here for about 30 seconds. Yeah, since I got here. <laughs> so do you go by Willie, or is that just something he calls you? Yeah, it's something he calls me. So, His name is Willie. I'm Ma, or what do, I, what do you want to be called? No, I'm fine with Willie. Okay. Willie is just a personal touch on his name for me. Everyone's becoming personal touches on a lot of things. <laughs> oh, Duncan, um, you were feeling kind of wall. tired and like nauseous being out in the sun. It doesn't happen here. It's bright daylight and you don't feel bad. I want to fuck with you. I've seen the giblets you make. Wait, I've never gotten in bed. Have you seen my giblets? I don't think that's what he was referring to. Never mind. At some point during that conversation, uh, Alicia had uh, walked away. She had actually jogged away, and she comes back, and she actually does have a little puppy in her arms, and she said, you were looking for pizza, right? Yes, him. Yeah. Just take it. Get back. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little German Shepherd puppy that has um, a little... It's a little Jewish shepherd puppy good. that has a tiny little handkerchief, and if you look at that handkerchief, you can actually see stitched right into it. It looks like a small little patch of chainmail. Okay, I thought you were gonna say it has Peter stitched in it. I was gonna say you're about to... no. Um, uh, Peter the horse is here. She, uh, she, just kinda, she just kind of she just kind of holds the dog she, she just kind of holds it like this, and it, it squirms as much as possible, me. and it barks, and it's got that little dog bark, and she's like, yeah. This is, this is pizza. Who's dog is Um, we kind of all found it. Technically, Johannes found it first and didn't want to name it pizza, but then it ate pizza and it stopped eating its dry food, so we had to start giving it, uh, like, steaks and stuff and, like, oh. actual food. I forgot to tell you So that. I called that... him pizza. But, yes, you're aware that this dog might have a different name. Um, no, it doesn't. You're you're aware that this dog might have a different name, but no, Alicia, Alicia calls him Pizza. Then his name is Pizza. <laughs> his name is Pizza. Um, but he 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 wiggles around very excitedly 
and then uh, just uh, just she puts she puts him down, and he begins sniffing everyone. Uh, she says, um, but uh, you guys want to go in? Yes. Okay. Pizza, lead the way. Pizza just like stops sniffing and just moves around and just looks at you and just, and then like he barks at her and <laughs> she barks back and then he stands to attention and starts trotting away towards the door. <laughs> I fucking hated it here. <laughs> what was that? He says, oh, that's how you talk to dogs. That's awful. You ever talked to an animal before? No. You don't talk to them in English. I suppose, based on how the world works, that makes sense. Yeah. Considering everything that's in it. She's like, come on, come on. And she pull, pull on your arm. This is the most animated she's been uh, in all of the times that she's been around. And she's pretty high energy. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> she points at you, she said, you too, but... Uh, she said, wait, no, not doing that anymore. You too. And I come along. <laughs> come on, Willie. You guys make your way up to a door that Pizza just kind of like stands in front of and looks at the rest of you guys as you come up. Um, I don't know who comes up first. It's probably like Elise. It's probably Alicia <laughs> with you in tow. You come up. You come up. You guys come up. Um, and then um, she uh, she knocks on the door and there's a little a little slider that opens up and uh, you don't see anyone, but you <laughs> you don't see anyone because they're too short. But you hear a voice. It's just like. What's the password? Lisa's like, we don't have a password. We have a key code entry. Where is it? He's like, so about that, uh, I, I, I broke it. So me and me and me and her, I made a password. Is She's it like, pizza? Did you make a password right now? Wait, wait, wait. Is it is it pizza? And they just open the door. <laughs> you see, um, they're 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 rather short. Um, and thin, and they wear what looks like technically the department's uniform as best they can. Um, they have, where their ears would usually be, big bat ears and very scroungy black hair and, and large sharp teeth. Um, and they look just a little bit like they have feral energy to them. Uh, and they, uh, they, they open the door and she's, Jesus, all of you are very tall. Anyways, get in. Don't look at Duncan. Is this a friend of yours? No. What a shot. Uh, and they walk in and they say, My name's Mia. Um yeah. anyways, uh I think <laughs> I think one of the one of the, I think one of the other ones was supposed Suffering to answer the silently. One of the other ones was supposed to answer the door, but I didn't tell them I broke the keypad, so I put myself on door entry for a little while. Anyways, do you wanna shoot at me? No. I have a gun. We can get you one. No thanks. I'll get you a gun. You can also throw me around. Why? You see, you see, Mia just says, "Rhonda!" Rhonda just comes. What? What? What do you need? What you, oh, we're shooting people again. You're shooting me. What? You're shooting me. Alicia, what the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> Alicia says, "Oh, okay. So, um, we lost. only know two people within the department, um, that are technically Fey. These guys are Fey exiles." They were within the high courts, and now they are no longer within the fey courts. Um, so we have them. It's protection and everybody else. Um, we all know what Rhonda looks like. Um, Booba. <laughs> she's, she's audio got, doesn't know. She's got more military Yeah, the wear. audio doesn't know. Um, Rhonda is a six... Rhonda's a six-foot-two woman with um, uh, long, slightly voluminous hair. 
um, extraordinarily and overtly curvaceous. Uh, and she has she has a semi-automatic <laughs> rifle, and she's just kind of waiting for Mia to get back to where they were. Um, and she's got like like those earmuffs over her ears, and she's like. Um, well, I'm pulling out the if, shotgun if real you guys, quick. If you guys want to, uh, and she's like yelling a little bit, says if you guys want to see me shoot at Mia, you can. I think you you guys were supposed to uh, report down in the laboratory. You're also realizing as you guys come in that this place is way bigger than it should reasonably be, especially for a one-story oh, like Radio Shack. Like it's <laughs> yeah. bigger on the inside. Um... She, what did she say? It's bigger on the inside. Um, she um, she says, um, but uh, there's uh, a shooting range down about 500 feet, and uh, there are uh, there are earmuffs on the wall. Um, I'm currently shooting Mia because Mia wants to be shot at. Uh, Mia's like, I found out I'm bullet resistant two weeks ago. Resistant is that doesn't mean bulletproof. It does. It it doesn't sting. It doesn't hurt. But it does hurt my stomach a little bit when I eat them. Is she? He, he, <laughs> Where's the laboratory? Uh, meow, meow points over that way. The laboratory is that way. If you want to see me get thrown around or shot at, you go to the left. But the right is the I, other way. I go to the right. <laughs> okay, you go to the right. Yeah, you, you guys want to take a shot at me? Meow's like, meow's pretty sturdy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Goes to the right. <laughs> okay, are you going towards the 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 laboratory? The laboratory? <laughs> All right. Well, you actually shoot the little bastard? Yeah, I actually shoot the little bastard. Yeah, no thanks. My thing is all mostly magic and such. I don't want to mess you, with that. You shoot Mia, and within an instant, they come in uh, and they move like their head around to like, they just contort themselves in a very weird way at the speed that your bullet moves, and you hear them chomp on the bullet and eat it. Oh, that one was, that one was spicy. There was a lot of those. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> Kill it with the brass knocks. <laughs> Will you just? You're, every time you hit this thing, it's going to like hidden like weird rubber. Like you're punching a waterbed. No, I was gonna say I'm not actually. Uh, but uh, I'll but all all Mia all Mia does is like laugh and then tell tell you to do something else. Like hey, throw me against the wall. I can bounce. And they're just gonna <laughs> they're they're just there. And and uh, uh, Rhonda will look over at whoever's still left. If you if you if you shot at me, I just say like, this this will go on for a very long time. So whenever you feel like you're good, you can just head on up. And Mia's like, no, shoot at me. Mia uses all pronouns. Um, every M. single one. M. Fucking M. 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 Um, so. What are you omnipotent? <laughs> what are you very shootable? What are you? You want to see me turn into a crowd of bats, and then you can shoot those bats. They go, they ricochet around like little bouncing balls. That's the last balls. thing I fucking want. Like pinballs. Here, here, it just turns into a bat. Throw me like a grenade. Quick, stick on a bag of ice. <laughs> go in the river. All right, you guys. Um, hope the hope the ice mushes. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of what sounds like a little bit of um, mechanics in the distance um, and just a tiny bit of welding. And the first person that you see when you come in isn't actually someone that you recognize. Um, they're also technically in an experimental coat, um, but theirs is a little bit shorter. Um, it looks like um, uh, older, definitely. Um, I would say mid-60s. 
um, and she uh, she's got uh, just this strange sphere that she's just kind of like picking apart and looking at and she you know she places it down she writes a couple things down and she moves over to the whiteboard and you see her um wipe something away uh, before you guys can come up and quite read it um but next to it you see it just says theories and all of these different things um that don't quite connect and don't quite make sense all of them relate to some form of like damage and harm but also ways to avoid death it they kind of look like mad scientist rumblings but you guys get into this white room that's filled with um the number one theory uh, just don't die amongst amongst other doorways that go into other areas and at least one small closet looking doorway that looks like it just has a bunch of fucking filing cabinets um which is disconnected from the rest of everything else um gym equipment a giant I would say bigger, like twice the size of an average person, if they were splayed out, a gyroscope-looking thing that uh, someone's on the side just kind of like examining, um, but they're also hanging upside down examining something at the side, um, I'd say at the backer end of it. Um, a gyroscope, there's gym equipment, uh, there's, gym. A fire, there's a firing range, there's several other doors, uh, there's some other specific lab equipment and there's also three or four rolling whiteboards and one of them has a title which just says things that harm but don't kill and then other one that says things that kill but don't harm and then the third one is uncategorizable and that's what all of these things are leading into is things that can hurt you but not kill you things that can kill you without necessarily hurting you and then all of the things that fall in between uh and you um and the person that's at the third whiteboard had just wiped one off and had moved over to the things that will uh, harm but not kill you. Um, and it just says uh, <laughs> bludgeoning damage. Because um, they weren't sure. They weren't sure exactly how to uh, categorize it. And it just says uh, with variations. Um, and she turns around. And there, the two other people that you do recognize in this room are um, uh, Margaret's the one that's, that's inspecting the gyroscope, and uh, Doctor Robinson is drinking a smoothie. Um, she's got she something vague. She's got something vaguely biological in what looks like a little glass container, and she's just kind of examining it. Um, just bump it. <laughs> it, it looks like it might be a preserved bug, but you're not totally sure because it doesn't look like any sort. It looks like a tropical bug almost. Um, I'll say I'll say it's like I'll say it's like strange tropical live butterflies or something like that. He's just kind of examining it and drinking from a very large like if you could put a smoothie in a Seven Up cup. Um, but the other one turns around to you. Uh, she's. What's a Seven Up cup? Seven Eleven. Yeah, se- yeah, Seven Eleven. That's what it I is. I was Seven Eleven a lot after work. Yeah, like a big Seven Eleven cup, but it's filled with um, what sounds like kind of a crunchy smoothie. Like a mother sheep. It's a smoothie with granola. Shut the fuck up. But um, this 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 woman turns uh turns around towards you all, and she says, "Oh, okay, all right, everyone's arrived. Which one of you is Alex?" I point to Alex. Right Fantastic. She says, um, Perish. uh, we're here to, uh, fix, fix a little issue that you have, um, with as minimal pain and discomfort as possible. That's what the gyroscope is for. You need to point over the, the giant gyroscope that is now starting to spin. That was promising. I don't quite see how that's going to solve anything, but all right. It's more a test of your limits in a way that doesn't do permanent damage. 
Um, she says, uh, you did get out of the hospital in a week, correct? Yes. You know the better. type of damage that you got usually paralyzes a normal person. The fact that you were able to walk to the hospital, um, frankly, it's remarkable. Well, to be fair, I didn't exactly walk to the hospital. Considering if I did, then my bones would be piercing my organs. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were carried. But you still had functioning, like, feeling I found my in your legs. And everything. That's incredible. I, I, I heard about the extent of damage, and I saw the, saw the x-rays. They had to be, uh, they had to be locked away in a vault. Well, oh. my vault. Well, I feel much better, honestly. Well, um, I'm happy to hear that from you. Um, I'll introduce myself as is per, uh, the custom, I believe. Um, just hearkening back to the fact that Dr. Robinson introduced herself to one person, which was you. Hey. <laughs> and then introduced herself to no one else. At least know her name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you haven't gotten the consent forms yet. You have your own doctors. <laughs> um, but, uh, she introduces herself. She says, um, although the name isn't quite, um, synonymous with anything yet, and it's mostly, uh, for aesthetics, um, I'm potentially, uh, the founder of the up-and-coming Department of Technology. My name, my name is, uh, Dr. N- Dr. Naoko Akagi. Oh. Well, so nice well, as you figure out, I am Alex. That's it. You have a last name? Last yes. name. Yes, you have one. No, that's it. Okay. It's mostly just Alex. Uh, well, if there's any if there's any questions you guys have about um, any of the tests that we want to run, um, this is also technically where um, I believe certain treatments are going to take place. Um, but there are many other different rooms for uh, things like that. It doesn't. This is more of the physics experimental room. But I don't want any medical stuff happening here. I can't stress that enough. She like raises her voice, but Doctor Robinson, who's like right next to her, like doesn't pay attention at all. Just continues looking at the butterflies. Just. But Willie seems fine. Why is he here? Oh, that's right. Wait, Willie. Naoko points over to where um, there's someone by the gyroscope who was uh, the one working on it um, upside down uh, and she says I believe she's the one who asked you to come here um, I I believe you're an incredibly important asset within this uh, well this goal that we have uh, they align very closely that being said I have no idea um, what the larger ramifications of that mean um, but uh I'm sure she does. Uh, and she says, anyways, have you ever experienced high amounts of G-forces before? What do you imagine they feel like? Probably like a roller coaster. How fast have you ever gone? Probably a roller coaster. Probably a roller coaster? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to try and ramp it up in certain levels, but I'm going to put you through an intense amount of pressure, speed, and force to see what your body can handle. Are you okay with that? All right. Wonderful. All right, we'll start with some warm-ups so th- your bones don't get too hurt, and I think the gyroscope is almost ready to be prepared. Um, That's okay. Bone, so, bones get better. Um, what would everyone like to do? Because it looks like there's other rooms as well. You can kind of hear um, someone not talking, but fiddling with something in a room that you can't quite see. It's um, and she's, uh, and Noako as well says, there are some other people in this uh, building, but it's usually pretty sparsely packed. You hear an AK-47 going off in the distance and just my going, yeah! <laughs> but she says, um, but just 
just for the record so you all know, we are still technically being um, federally Sued. funded. Uh, and as a result of that, um, in order to just kind of keep things more on the official level, if anyone asks you, this is a training space for young scholarly youths who want to learn more about science. Like me. Sure. A like, young scholarly youth. Yep, young and handsome. Um, she, uh, she's 62. Um, hey, everybody. Pretty young you. <laughs> You're pretty young. I thought you said that's pretty young to you, it like is. you was eight. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> you should have kept it. Go fuck, die. <laughs> so John Wayne. <laughs> anyway, Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, I gotta change the celebrity every time. She says, um, "So if you see a scrappy little uh, blonde fifteen-year-old running around, um, he's helping with most of the physics and theoretical parts of this portion. He yeah. believes." He believes he's at a summer camp and he has to get picked up by 3 p.m. But if anyone else asks, outside of this, it's just for training children on the beauties of science. Okay. Okay. If you see, if you see him running around at all, his name is Isaac. Uh, you are welcome to talk to him, but he is uh, he's kind of energetic and a, a, little, a little much to deal with. We'll just send Alicia after him. He's just a weird little bastard. That's usually what we do, if you can believe that. Um, Alicia has also just like been like running around a little bit. Um, she, she disappears off into another room. Uh, um, she has, she's very high energy today. Um, okay. What does everyone want to do? <laughs> well, I have to wait for my test. It's gym time. <laughs> it's gym time? Okay. All right. Um, uh, you are informed that these are um, these are just basic free weights. There's more stuff in a room um, closer to that, off to the left. This was stuff that they brought out um, because not only was it surplus, but also because they're trying to test Alex's uh, physical limits. She says there's much much more advanced equipment up there if you need it. Um, she says if you need anything, let me know. Um, and then Dr. Robinson is going to get up from her butterflies and she's gonna come over to Duncan. Says, I did not get to ask, but you are a vampire? Yes. What is drinking blood like? Is it pleasant or is it just to satisfy an urge? What do urges feel like? I'm getting ahead of my, I'm getting ahead of myself. My name is Dr. Robinson. I've never gotten to medically examine a vampire before, and um, I I only want you to answer questions you're comfortable with. But if you're comfortable with questions, I have many. I'm comfortable with questions. She opens up a fresh clipboard. Like you notice, she's got like a stack of them with their own sets of papers, and she just <laughs> takes like a drawer out and pulls one up that's already got like fresh, clean white paper on it. Rather than you know having sheets of paper in one clipboard, and she comes over and she just clicks her pen and she says, "This has been a, a wonderful week." <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um. Is there anything else that anybody would like to do? I was going to go to the range to practice. Um, I don't want to shoot Ma, though. <laughs> you just... don't want to shoot Ma? No, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I don't... Um. Brain goes... Wolf cause mischief. Oh, yeah. Where the fucking... Yeah. Where's the book? Where's I the book? Like... The book, Morty! Okay, you. Roll on this. 
And All I'll right, roll on this with a tray, because otherwise it will, will never stop. Do you want me to punch Mocker in the head with my uh, brass knuckles? Absolutely not. Only punch Meow. She's not human, though. Meow, meow wants to... <laughs> meow enjoys having a physical form. Hasn't in a while. So it, this is very enjoyable. I don't know what number that landed on. Yeah, it's not a great D100. It's a better pretty paperweight. D100s just aren't very readable yeah. in general. To the fact that you have 100 faces. They're worse than Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I, that thing is At least they got a chuckle. It wasn't a shit joke. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. Silence is the absolute worst. Okay, I can't tell if that's 69 or 96. 969. Oh, it's 69. <laughs> 86, Mike. Are you. No. Mm. Oh, what did you I, I gotta use a different table. What the fuck is this? Uh, this is what happens when what I fill it? up a random table. It's because it's. It's because it's number six. You kill your friends. Sweet, it's sexual. What is it? Read it out. Okay. No balls. So, the the cursed has one hundred percent fertility huh? and is irresistible to the opposite sex. One hundred percent, as in literally anything sexual, results in pregnancy. The cursed makes babies from blowjobs. <laughs> What the fuck did you pull up? <laughs> I pulled up D100 interesting curses. That's not interesting! That's, not, that's just fucking weird. Can you roll again for me? Now, impregnate someone via blowjob. <laughs> no, roll, roll again. You right. only live once! <laughs> Alright, Laher, listen here, you're getting the blowjob. Um, it's, it's coming out that's, of your... that's not I have that's... to re-roll again. Come <laughs> <laughs> on! Okay, okay. Alright, right. three, three times a charm, come on! One. Yeah. One? That's a one. Right near you want to You are 100% irresistible to the same size. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That'd be interesting if it was 96. Come here. <laughs> I can't believe I rolled a one. <laughs> I believe you rolled 69 twice. <laughs> I can't believe that either. Yeah, there was only. Yeah, there's only a 1% chance of rolling that number. You did it twice. In a row. That's like a 2 and 200 chance. I was just reading one of these <coughs> and it just says the cursed shoes wear out within 4 hours. <laughs> You're gonna need new shoes soon. <laughs> it wouldn't be on on my character. Someone else needs new shoes soon. Alright, thank you. Oh wait, so right, someone else could've had 69? What the fuck? What? <laughs> wait, what's up? Someone else could've been... Yeah, who did you target? I honestly was going to cuz okay the thing is Wolf doesn't know anyone that's there. Yeah. What that's the fair, fuck, dude. Yeah. We, we did missions together. We did a mission together. We're family. Do you I saved your life. I was going to say you guys are family. You know what? I'm sending you back to the cult. All right. I tell you what. You can either roll or decide whether or not it's going to be Maher or Duncan. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny to do um I forget her name. I forgot. Which one? Fuck. There's so many. The old lady? Arbiton? The future director. Oh, My Margaret. <laughs> I really don't want to... I really... Too bad. Too bad. Oh, man. I wish you'd gotten 35. The Why, cursed cannot abide the presence of the opposite gender and must either fight or excuse themselves from the area if they encounter one. It's brawl time. <laughs> it's brawl time. She walks I, in. I've got some bad fucking news the for last, her. The last thing that I want walks to happen in, to Margaret. The last thing that I want to happen to Margaret is for her to get pregnant. <coughs> so I guess we're doing, uh... Your mom. Doing your mom. Sorry. 
It's getting it's I getting mean, crazy fair. as the night goes on. Um. Okay. So the one the one that's pulled up is um. It's similar to the one that's in the book actually. Um. It's the cursed cannot um. They cannot gain the benefit of a full rest unless they sleep next to another person. Um. Which would function better in a D and D travel environment, but we're gonna keep it mostly the same. Nothing happens. I like this one. If the cursed sees a knot, they are compelled to untie it. But yeah, you cast a curse and nothing is that happens. A safety knot? Nope. Is it still is it still Jesus. Margaret or is it random? I, the I, end of a Margaret. Cord. Nothing happens. Oh well. Yeah. More sleep issues. More sleep issues. Just sleep worse. Just don't sleep. Damn. I wonder if anyone realized what happened. Uh, Duncan realized what happened because you fucking cast magic and he knows what your little shit ass goblin ass curse magic looks like. It's like a fart. <laughs> Not necessarily, but it's got the same kind of like vibe. So Duncan's like, oh, my head can is a thousand times like, more vibrant than yours. It's the, all right, it's whatever everybody wants to be. It's the fucking, it's the Baki wave lines. <laughs> Uh, Duncan, Duncan, you're you're aware that your adorable twin brother has just cast his fucking trickery curse magic again, the kind that fucks with people's lives. Grabs him by the ear, the one that doesn't have the trunk missing out of it, and drags him outside of the room. Wolf gets dragged Evan. away. Evan, for no reason, need a little like yarn. literally. He goes to Doctor Robinson. One second, I, I, I have to go scold someone. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> gets up from all of the interview questions with Dr. Robinson like I have to go take my brother outside I have to go take my brother out <laughs> <laughs> alright so Wolf, Wolf gets uh, Wolf gets dragged out brother. Wolf gets dragged out of the room by so Duncan um, okay so um, you're working out mm-hmm. you're you're going in the gyroscope buddy what <laughs> Um, you fortunately did not become the effect of any curse, so you get to, um... You won't be impregnated by blowjobs. Uh, <laughs> Meow will, will ask you if, uh, you would like to shoot at them. No. Um, I will shoot at normal targets. Um, uh, I wanted to taste what you bullets were like. You can eat them after they hit the target. Hopefully. Oi! <laughs> Meow's super excited about that. Every time you shoot, and every time you reload, you hear a little, like, you hear a little goblin-like, you hear a little goblin-like scuttle behind the thing, and just... Um, Meow will eat the shells as well. Faye don't even need to eat. Meow just enjoys metal. Hopefully you don't have, you won't plan with filling those. Yeah, loading's as expensive as buying ammo. Uh... Rhonda will also shoot, but uh, mostly uh, at some point uh, Meow will get tired and uh, attempt to get into the attempt to get into the gyroscope. Do you let Meow into the gyroscope? They come over and they're like, oh. "Hey, I just got an ad for your choices are your own for pregnancy. Your choices are your own. Get in here. Only the consequences will stop you. So come on in." During during a time where uh, Margaret is just somewhere else is when Mia comes over and is like, put me into the gyroscope. Put me into the gyroscope. I'm too I'm too short to reach it myself. Okay, um, so Mia's gonna get put into the gyroscope. It's going to go very fast in a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, you're told at some point uh, that uh, there's gonna be. Probably gets the gyroscope anyway. 
Um, so it's double the size of a person, but overall. So if if you if you put your hands out like this, so what they weren't looking, I just went. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes comes up very excited. Um, uh, at some point, uh, Alicia lets everybody know. Um, and this is probably right before you let Mia in. Let's everybody know that there's going to be a little bit of a lunch in an hour. She wants to know what everybody wants to order, if you want to think about it. And then we're probably going to talk about, and she's like, <coughs> we're probably going to talk about the the big, like, where everybody goes from here. Um, con- considering uh, we had to uh, find a place to hide in to make sure that uh... no one from the outside was able to hear us. The uh, and she, you assume the outside meaning she implies like both Scott and the council and potentially any other surveilling departments. Um, NASA, like the Department of Surveillance. Yeah. NASA. NASA. They've been they've been defunded for yeah, twenty NASA. years. They want that. They want you to think that. Oh, this one's. Well, at least NASA's actually the NSA. They just removed the extra A. They didn't need it. That's where all their finances went. They could not afford the extra aid. Now they're the NSA, and therefore now NASA, NSA, NSA, NASA is watching us. Okay. We're um, yeah. <laughs> There's one in here uh, that just oh gosh, uh, the cursed cannot get wet. If they do, their most important concern becomes drying themselves as soon as possible. Pisses little little piss dribbling pants. Oh no. <laughs> Touches my shoe. Evan has that curse regardless. I can't. You would not be. His socks. You would not be able to walk. It's a, a permanent. Never a permanent rain cloud drizzles on the head of the cursed. Each week they must roll a save versus breath to avoid rusted equipment. Could you imagine if that's like a? Man, you this shit built those, for fucking AD and D. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine that curse. If both those curses were at the same time. Well, if it's built for AD, no. yeah, I know, right? But since it's built for AD and D, the sixty-nine makes sense now. Oh, anytime a save is called for, the cursed rolls their worst save instead of the save that was intended. That's actually pretty fun. And not functional if it goes on an NPC. So what's going on? Um, well, you guys gotta order. You guys gotta order food. Um, for some reason, I want pizza. This. <laughs> Maybe it's a little voice in my head. Um, anybody that goes efficiently exploring will also find Johannes. Um, but. He's here? Uh, he is. Food gets ordered. I'm going to say it's, uh, what what's appealing to most people? Hoagies. I don't know. Pizza. 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 Pizza places you make hoagies. You know Pizza what? places do make hoagies. Pizza. Ital- Italian restaurant. No, they don't make hoagies. Well, they don't make good hoagies. And an example of that was the old one that by birth, which was red subs and pizza. They used to make hoagies and pizza. So it's just something like that. What about Duncan? Um, Dunk Dunk. <laughs> oh no, the garlic. Uh, uh, we got extra garlic on a form. No! Fuck that guy. Um, okay, so uh, nothing so has good. garlic so on it, but it. they included garlic just in case. That's in a little sealed container. Uh, it's, oh. it's, it's just, it's there because they heard there was a food allergy. Um, so as long as nobody does a pocket Santa Dunk, he'll be alright. <laughs> I just hit him in the face with the whole container. Um, but uh, there's there's the there's an ar- there's an array of food. Like there's not quite She's enough. There's not quite enough chairs because this place wasn't made for like the immense amount of people that's in it now. So some people do stand. 
Um, some people can sit down. It's just like there's just not quite enough chairs for everybody, so some people are just standing and eating some pizza. Or sitting on uh, the floor. You could okay. sit on the floor. Willie, but like, I was going to say, Willie's probably the one that ordered it. He hungy. He hungy. Let's go. Pikachu. This is this was closer to his peak. This is when he was eating 22 Hey, is that a good idea day. to eat before going on the big spinny thing? Um, well, you, Dr. Naoko Zakagi is like, in practice, probably not. In theory, we do need to put your body through a lot. And you just, your burger go, please don't put him on the gyroscope after he's eaten. She's like, but how long after he's eaten? It's not long enough so he doesn't vomit on the fucking gyroscope. <laughs> I just got done calibrating it. <laughs> I don't want to calibrate it with vomit on it. There is a small bark by your foot. A what? A dog. Pizza wants pizza. I don't eat pizza, dog. I'm hoagie. It barks. Go get pizza. (laughs) I have pizza. (laughs) Pizza wants pizza. (laughs) Very well. I offer you nothing, dog. I'm sorry. (laughs) I offer you pizza in this trying time. You have developed one bond with pizza. Duncan sees for the... For maybe not the first time, but a very amusingly fast bond form between Cody and between Cody's character and the dog named Pizza. Pizza. Hmm. That's fair as well. Um, in terms of bonds, Duncan's always able to see the bond between his brother. Um, there's a bond between many different people in this room. Um. But probably the biggest being that <laughs> Willard, Willard most definitely wasn't lying when he says obviously he doesn't know Wolf. He also doesn't know Maher or anyone in this room other than Margaret. But that line, that like that bond line, is as thin as silk string. If it's there, it's only a memory of something that was the there. Just it's not strong at all. Chain. Well, it, it's also based on how many. It's also based on how many years that you've interacted. If it's not incredibly important moments, so you already do have a pretty strong bond with Alicia, but it's not gonna be like as strong as people who have known each other their entire lives. You know, like Luke and Duncan, um, or cousins, or you know, like Willie. things like that. Or Willie. <laughs> yeah, it's decent. Touch Willies. Touch Willies. Um, he says no. But uh, getting into the getting into the serious stuff. So uh, it's pro- probably going to be Margaret that breaks the ice. Um, we're gonna just gonna. Uh, hey, drop somebody. Just gonna put her food down for a second, and she says, "Okay, so um, I'm not going to beat around the bush very much. Technically, the goal that I have and what I want to do is very outside of what the law is comfortable with covering." In a certain form of ways, it is illegal. The conversation that I had with Scott outside of that, um, outside of the hospital, we we had been talking about um, wrapping up the individual case was a this was a fluke, and b uh, and I'm not super comfortable with this, but I I was asked uh, if I had gotten everything out of my system because I had been thinking about a group like this for a little while. I told him I did, um, and he's an idiot, so he believed me. Um, so that was a lie. The realms that inhabit humanity and Fey are not the only realms that are out there. There are 
many different unexplored worlds, some of them completely empty, but some which could have potentially even more than what we know of. They're all beginning to rub together. Um, there used to be a, a decent amount of space where you could have or afford some margin of error and not accidentally fall into somewhere that's nearly inescapable, but that's becoming less and less of a, a possibility and more often than not, you're more likely to get stuck forever. She says, um, as a result of that crossing over, there are things that are bleeding in to our world that were not bleeding in before. Um, and they don't follow the same kind of laws of nature that uh, we do. As a result of that, I want to have what would essentially be a preventative task force. Um, I have not been given approval. I have been explicitly told not to do this. And I have essentially only the support that I can... Um, only the support that I can... This is hypothetically... What's the term for um, embezzlement? This is, this is hypothetically large-scale federal embezzlement. Um, but considering the Council of Human Improvement would rather have things get very, very, very bad before they have to deal with it, um, I want to know why they want that. I want to know um, what they are. And I want to know um, that there is a way to protect people before it gets to the point where we can't protect them at all. No, I'm scared. He says that. If we, if no one outside of this group finds out, we should be okay. That's also what the memory things are for. Um, and she, uh, she says, uh, but uh, basically what this was for was to kind of give some context and explain why... Um, why things felt very unofficial, and it's basically because they are. Um, everyone has already been told that they have the opportunity to uh, not associate, and that doesn't necessarily expire, even if there is acceptance to other um, potential tasks that I have. She says, she looks at you, Willard, she says, I will not beat around the bush about how it, I feel about the council, um, although my own feelings towards the people that I know that may have been involved, and I don't even have confirmation on that, I have, I have conflicting feelings towards them, but towards the people that were out there and what they've done, you're aware of it, I'm aware of it, and you're starting to recognize who this person is. Um, when I said that most of the people in those childhood trials were dead, it was uh, either because of stress or just later in life, you develop such a complex that it can be hard to continue on not just mentally, but sometimes physically, especially considering the things that people went through, especially considering those that failed those trials. Because technically, while you did fail those trials, you got almost every single one of them. Um, and that may be one of the reasons why you were able to leave without dying was your endurance was just high enough. Um, but you recognize that Margaret may have been one of the other children that was in that trial, she says, Nobody has known that I have been contacting you and been sending you information. Um, several trusted friends of mine have been uh, trying and succeeding for the most part, but uh, it has gotten to the point where um, I am realizing how much bigger of an influence the council has than what I am able to do, and I need your help. Oh, well, yeah. Awesome. Now I just have to figure out 
a game plan on how we do that. Although you've got a pretty good one so far, this will be more of, um... As long as you can help me find them, I can take care of them. That's going to be half of the goal. The other half is I have a theory that the council has been doing things um, on the back end of uh, uh, the, the back end of their own influence um, that they have not been sharing with the rest of the other departments and that they have not been sharing with Scott. I know that for a fact, but it's interesting because I have been around their influence my entire life. And if anybody knew anything about them, the person that would know the most is me. And I'm realizing that there are significant gaps in my knowledge in what they're telling me and what their intentions are. I'm worried about what that could mean, because I have literally no leads as to what kind of information they could have and what goal they're pursuing just by existing. Especially since most of their actions seem rather, if mundane, if not mundane, then incredibly sporadic and hard to track together. So that would be the other half of this, is uh, basically espionage. And then, and then you know, on the, on the front end, um, it would be more so, oh, we're just trying to help people. And then on the front, front end, we're just uh, teaching young students how to do science, uh, and everyone else doesn't know each other. Fair enough. <laughs> so if the science experiment thing gets, uh, gets blown out of the water, um, we just hide Willard, and we tell them, oh, we just wanted to help humanity, and hopefully most of us wouldn't go to jail for a very long time. <laughs> He says, you should, you should say hello to Isaac, though. He's very smart. He's got a lot of uh, interesting ideas. Um, he's under a mentorship under Dr. Akagi, who has been gracious enough to come down from Ohio to uh, uh, help, us, help us out with this and set up the, uh, the teleporters that we put in um, all of those different doorway junkyards. I should mention, um, only you can use them. Um, you and some small animals. I don't know why they keep getting in, but that's how the... She says, and Margaret just looks at it, she's like, that's how pizza got in. Pizza just, yeah. Pizza wants more pizza. Pizza should not have more pizza. Do pizza is not a <laughs> You just handed more pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Take another plus one bond with pizza. <laughs> that dog's gonna throw up. Pizza should have more pizza. No, no. That's um, cool. She says, um, does anyone have any questions? Uh, Katie, why is there a flash drive in here? Knife. Oh, that's not possible. Awesome. It's, it's an adapter. Take it. It's for my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anyone have any questions or uh, objections? Because I would need to know now to get the memory machines prepped. I'm a little worried, but no. <laughs> Do you say that? No, not in character. Oh, fair. Understandable. That'd be the, that'd be the last thing you say. Yeah. Dr. So, Robinson would poke a hole in my brain. That's fine. We have less oh, archaic oh, ways of brain. doing that. So it's a front to a front to a it's front. Okay, yes. And you're saying that if it all falls through, we go to jail. Not if all of it falls through. If the first half of it falls through, we might go to jail. But if only the first half of it falls through, we might be able to negotiate our ways into leniency. Um... But if uh, the council finds out that I am uh, trying to uh, gain information on them, um, I I'll say that uh, going to jail is probably going to be the, the least of our issues. Um, and she like she takes out like something again, and Maher knows that it's the pocket watch from the way that it's handled, and she just kind of clicks it and she says, 
And considering I'm on borrowed time, um, most likely, if everything falls through, it'll all just fall back on me, so. Borrowed time. I've taken the small golden button. And then, considering that you're an organization, is there anything you can do to meet the vampiric needs of myself? Dr. Robinson will speak up. She says, I can provide everything you absolutely need. I have done an extensive amount of research. I'm taking the star. Um, That's because you want a star. Pizza's a star. She, <laughs> uh, she, she also says, despite the fact that we've never had a vampire in our employ before, I can understand your trepidation, but if there is anything that Duncan needs providing for his supernatural... Uh, our requirements will be, I'd say, the least of our worries. Um, she says those are all very good questions, though. So, Dunk, Duncan, Dunk will be okay. Um, <laughs> I'm still reeling with the fact that Margaret has no idea. About what? She's under a curse, but she doesn't know yet. <laughs> She's just I was gonna, gonna say whenever she sees an out she unties it's the second she looks down at someone's shoes. No, the, she so she has the one um It's a shoes, uh, right? It, no. So I read out the untie one because I really liked okay. it. The the one that I mentioned to Michael was that um she cannot gain the benefit of a full uh, of a long rest. Oh yeah. Unless she sleeps next to another person. Which it, it's really just an inconvenience for an NPC in this game, but God, is it such a fucking inconvenience? Because she already doesn't get good sleep. Luke's gonna speak up. Um, you can always speak up later if you need to about the curse thing. No, he's just gonna about. He was just gonna ask about mas- uh, magic stuff. Um. Like you know, he's still in the learning process with jumping from tutor to tutor. I'm sure there's. Something we can help you with. Um, I know your magic is a little. Um, it, it seems to be rather advanced, if not powerful. Um, most definitely, this is a uh, this is a beneficial situation for both of us because as you continue on, if you cooperate with us, um, you will learn a lot going forward. More so than I think you would find with just one type of mentorship. This would be more like field work. Mm. Some of the best you can find as well, because the more careful and safe experiences you have with the Fae, the more everyone benefits. Mm. Pizza's gonna go to sleep. <laughs> pizza's, ha- pizza's had enough pizza. How difficult is it to work with the Fae? Uh, Mia, Mia speaks up uh, through a mouthful of what is definitely a hoagie that they should have, like, taken smaller bites of. Uh, and they they speak they speak through it, and they say, Stop! Sometimes it's not so bad. So, some, sometimes it's really bad. Um, and uh, uh, Rhonda herself as well is like, there's a, there's a very good reason we're exiles, and it's because, for the most part, the Fae can be rather insufferable coming from another Fae. Um, but uh, some humans have very bad reactions towards meeting them, and it isn't always necessarily because the Fae do it deliberately. Sometimes the the things that humans perceive and the things that the Fae perceive can be too dramatic and it can cause extremely bad side effects. Um, you know what? Margaret probably isn't sleeping anyways considering everything that's happened. So she may not even notice. Not for a while anyway. Not for a while. Not for a few days. Well, not for a day. Um, okay. All right. 
So then the explicit question that has to get asked is, is everyone on board with something like this? Begrudgingly? Yes. Not better, Jeff. <laughs> well, it's more about the fact that yeah. people are getting, I now know people are uh, in danger. And yeah. I can't help. I do have one last question. Yeah. Before I agree to this. Um... This is Luke speaking. Yeah. I don't know why I'm using Duncan's voice. I should not okay. lower my voice right the second. Um, Cast under the curse. <laughs> why did I get a message from Snow about this? Pardon? Never mind. This is something I guess I'll have to look into on my own then. I, I apologize. I just don't have any... I wouldn't have any information about that. Yes, I, I, I got a uh, tip off from. Um, a man named Snow. He's one of my many, many tutors. Hmm. Interesting. Well. <laughs> Claps. The clap. I would say that the biggest thing that happens is like Margaret writes something down, and then everybody else is like, "Well, we haven't heard of him. How bad can he be?" <laughs> not not uh, not out loud, but just a general air of, I mean, you know, no one's heard of him. Maybe he's just a dude. Maybe he's just a guy. We are getting to the end of the session. Um, I've got an agreement from Maher, an agreement from Alex. Um, how does uh how does how how do Duncan and Wolf feel about this? Uh, their curiosity has been seen, so they will tag along for now. Wonderful. Your needs will be provided for. And then uh, Willard has uh, his own uh, goals when it comes to this. Um, she says, okay, all right. Um, the basic way that this is going to operate is everyone is going to go back to where that they where they live. Um, we'll gather um, infrequently through these uh, sort of uh, areas that we have set up. And, um, as far as everyone's aware, um, for Maher, this is a little bit easier, because we're just going to put it to where that, uh, you know, your base isn't necessarily always New Mexico, but it is usually New Mexico. Okay. So if you have to travel, you don't have anyone asking questions. Yeah, everyone else, just, um, it's just a matter New of laying Mexico. low. Mexico sounds like it belongs to traveling that should be easy you know or cars oh and right. um for safety's sake although um they don't work very well um and like uh meow's like is it time for me to bring out my she stuff and it's like yes meow um so meow is going to open their <laughs> mouth and a bunch of pebbles with runes on them fall out it's like thank goodness i've been holding on to these all day um and like meow starts passing them out to everyone um, it looks like a it's tiny, tiny, it's warm, and it's slimy. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick it up with a handkerchief. You pick it up with a handkerchief, it's got a little rune on it. You recognize that, albeit uh, much smaller than they usually are, this is a sending stone. This will connect you to the NPCs that you've met here, um, although Mia only has so many. Meow's like, I, I, made, I made one extra, but it turned out that there were two of them, and he points to you guys, he's like... I thought there was only one of them. Um, <laughs> I uh, uh, fucked up. Otherwise, I would have had him earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, everyone can wipe off the sending stone. Um, basically, that'll give you a signal. Uh, you know, once a day you can use it. But most most likely, it'll give us a signal that comes out and be like, "Hey, 
we gotta meet up at the secret the secret base. <laughs> Everyone gets to run into the junkyard and go. Um. So, first line and order of business is um, we have been given uh, a welcoming and a thanks from Carmen Duane and from Carmen's uh, magical initiate uh, chapter that she's in at her college. Um, they've been having a couple other smaller issues um, that uh, I'll be able to get into in a little bit and uh, Margaret uh, does now like take out the glasses and put them on, which changes her eye color. Um, and also, uh, for Alex, this is this probably hits a little bit better. This also makes you realize that they're also just reading glasses as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you have to use them, you have to use them. But um, pulls out case files and she says, um, how familiar are all of you with werewolves? I know Elysia would sleep with one. <laughs> We're going to end the session there. <laughs> You get hit. You get slapped on the arm. Ah! You're right. That is not best behavior. Or someone else that would. Is that the end of the session? It's the end of the session if everyone wants it to be, but it doesn't have to be because I can always put stuff in. Uh, uh, uh. Looks at the person who normally ends the session. Yeah, we're all looking at you. I did say he was tired, and I said, fuck you. I'm no longer tired. I can't sit still, though. I gotcha. If everybody wants to take a break and uh, walk around, or if anybody has any, like, characters that they want to talk to, uh, I'm totally okay with that. Oh, we're going to Walmart. What? Oh, shit, you guys are going to Walmart? Are we're we? going to Walmart. We're going know. to Walmart. Fucking the hell are we going I don't know, I thought your mom fucking messaged you to pick something up from Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> or one of your sisters. Or Brandon, maybe. Oh, I will say. Or what's, your dad. What does everybody do when they get out of here that day? Uh... Probably go back to looking at the power plant. Figure it out. <laughs> go to work. Okay. While we're staying, he's no longer standing, so. Fantastic. Well, shit, SpongeBob. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure out because <laughs> what do my NPCs has a curse on them? <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to that NPC too because that's something he has to bring up, which is why I was staying is gone. Yeah, no, um, you guys, you, you get that, you get that rundown, and you're told, um, that, uh, if you need to, you can stay at the base, um, until something can get, uh, figured out for you, and Alicia has her gift for you, as well, Ooh. the gift, which is, um, it is a necklace, and she says, I used to, I had this when I was very young, and I've kind of always had it, and I think it's, I think it's meant for you. If you take it outside of the base at any point and you use it, what it'll do is it'll put you in a, it, it'll put you in a room, like a pocket away from time, similar to the base, but those little, like, voices and spirits that claim that they have, like, a hold on you and yeah. a contract over you, they skirt around that room and they, they change the things that they say as if they're looking for you and as if they're trying to find you. And if you stay in there for maybe 10 minutes, after those 10 minutes, they disappear. They go somewhere else. Um, from what you can understand with experimenting with it, that will work about every 12 hours or so. And then in 12 hours, they usually come back. How deep of a sleeper are you, Maher? Not very. Oh, fantastic. 
you're gonna get a Facebook message uh, that just says, I hate magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Margaret. It's at like 1.30 in the fucking morning. It just says, I fucking hate magic. I don't want to. Too. What the hell happened to you? I fucking hate it um, here. She says, "I have, I, I have a curse on me. That's the, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that makes sense." <laughs> she's like, "I, I think." Um, she says, "Do you know anybody that uh, would cast curses just for fun?" I'm related to one. Oh God. <laughs> and you invited one in the sanct- in the sanctuary. <laughs> He's is like, well, fucking fantastic. I think I've been cursed with insomnia. <laughs> Are you sure that was him, though? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'll spend all night thinking about it anyways. <laughs> it don't matter. I'm gonna be sleepy no matter what. Sound like she slept well anyways. I'm surprised he isn't going to contact Wolf himself. You or Duncan. Just that guy. Actually, it does kind of make sense, though. I'll say um, Duncan receives a call because Duncan's the one that's up late at night, and it is uh, it is your new uh, your new uh, friend and potentially supervisor. Uh, it's it's Margaret. Uh, you answer the you answer the phone. And she says, "Hey." Hope I didn't hope I didn't wake you. I'm a vampire. Yeah, no, I'm not very I'm not very good at making jokes. I'm sorry. Um, just in case, because, you know, I did, I did, I have been trying other methods, you know, I have been, you know, I did the multivitamin, doing the melatonin, just in case, can you make sure that your brother didn't put any insomniac curses on me, and if he did, like, what he did, because I, I know that some curses don't last forever, but if he could just tell me what exactly he did, because this, none of these things are working. So it was you that was affected. Okay, great. Um, so from what I can tell, um, if you don't have a sleeping buddy, it's going to be hard to sleep for a little bit. Fantastic, wonderful. Um, I'm going to die of sleeplessness. <laughs> tell your tell your brother thank you for me. Um, and I will. Um, I will I will see you all the next time that we need you. Have a have a good night. I apologize. He just hangs up the phone very quickly. <laughs> all right. After that, after that, there's just one, only one more text that just says, "I fucking hate magic." <laughs> I'm gonna send a thumbs up back. Do you, as Luke, check in at all with the person that you just decided to curse? Or does Duncan check in because he's like, now I have to atone from, like, or not atone, but like, check in with my brother's actions. Check in with brother action. Man, these twins are lame. Remember our twin characters, Cody? Yeah, they were great. Little stand-up guys. <laughs> they were, if you contact Margaret after a couple fly. days, she'll say, uh, it hasn't gone away yet, but she's figured something out. Okay, I, I, again, I do apologize. Um, he likes being a little shit from time to time. <laughs> you were okay. supposed to be dead. It happens. <laughs> Um, she says this isn't a this isn't a, a permanent thing, but I suppose it could be worse. He he likes playing little tricks on people, even though he doesn't realize repercussions for his actions. 
I have I heavily encourage if you can to ask him to figure out how to get rid of it. I can only sleep next to Johannes for so long before it gets weird. No, Johannes is a bro like that. <laughs> You're a homie. Homies help homies. Homies help homies, but like at some point, she would like to sleep on her own. It ain't weird. I would it's... like to sleep with Johannes. She's bitching. <laughs> About sleeping with Johannes. She's bitching for appearances. I, I will see what we come up to, with together. And I suppose I'll tell you uh, how that goes. Brothers outside just casting dementia on people again. Like, yeah. Come on, girls. 